Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh, how about that, my friends? Well, well, well. You turn around and suddenly the best show's back. And it's a Tuesday night and everything's all right, huh? Unfortunately, that's a good thing. I do have some bad news to announce, though. Um, and this is, uh, this is a heavy one. Um, the associate producer of the show... For the past uh, six or so months, AP Mike um, has been removed from the program until further notice. And uh, until then, we have uh, associate producer uh, Sebastian will be screening your calls tonight. Sebastian, how are you doing? Is Sebastian out there? Good. How are you tonight, Sebastian? Good. He said he's... Are you ready? You got big shoes to fill. AP Mike was one of a kind, but he's no longer on the show anymore. Now it's Sebastian. What happened to him? We removed him for... Uh, uh, editorial differences, I guess is the most polite way to put it. Um, I guess it'll be settled in the courts. So, uh, best of luck to, uh, AP Mike and all his future endeavors. And, uh, that chapter ends and now the chapter of AP Sebastian begins. And, uh, no, Mike is here. If you think AP Sebastian. Mike's not going anywhere. I'll be gone before Mike's gone. It'll definitely be a, uh, definitely be one of those scenarios. It'll, it'll definitely be a, uh, a, a, a doors, uh, other voices full circle scenario where, uh, Jim Morrison is gone. But the other dudes figure they'll keep going. That's what this will be. Be best show with Dudio, AP Mike, Pat Byrne. They'll just keep the thing going. Probably do a soundboard of my voice. Trick everyone. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to the best show. Yeah. Just so the sounds will just be so jarring against each other. Shut up. Throw off my phone. Like... Different, different quality levels. Well, thanks for that, Tom. Now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna talk for a while. Now seriously, oh, uh, AP Mike's not going anywhere. This guy's an artist now. Songs, short stories. Somebody came up to me and said, 
this guy is like catching a second wind now. Like, Mike's an actual artist. And you know what I said? It's like, yeah, I think you're right. I think he is. This guy's an artist. You show respect. My friends, the best show begins now. show back again another tuesday night installment my name's tom sharpling i'm the host why am i screaming i don't know man what's up guys best show's back took a week off last week to uh rest recharge our batteries Have a grand old time in the summertime. How's everybody's summer going? How's your summer going, Mike? It's okay? Hot? Hot enough for you? This, this week's not so bad. You sit back with a cold one? You know what I like, Mike? Ice water. 
Nice glass of ice water. What do you think of ice water? You like it? You like seltzer water? You like iced tea? What a nice uh, quick check iced tea. Lipton. Ah, the good stuff. Only the finest. Only the finest tea tea leaves. From the $2.50 container that Mike buys at the Dwayne Reed. There's no Dwayne Reed, though, is there? What, you got Walgreens? You're a Walgreens man? That's right. I know I know the score with Mike. He's a Walgreens man. I'm a Walgreens man, too. You have a card, Mike? You know what you do when you go to these places want you to have the card? I think every place ever will let you, like, just let them swipe their own card for you. If you just, like, go, like, yeah, I don't have mine on me. Yeah, we'll swipe the store's card. I want them getting all my info. Was this enemy of the state? I gotta hand over everything just because I'm trying to buy a, a, a thing of, uh, Twizzler peel-offs. Uh, and those things are disgusting. Oh boy. It's like a stomach ache in a bag. <clears throat> might as well not, uh, that's what they might as well just call it. Stomach ache in a bag. Those, tw- tw- the Twizzler, like the flavors are unlike any flavor in nature. Oh, watermelon. Can you imagine if watermelon tasted like that? Trash tastes? Could you imagine? We'd all be horking all over the place, man. And there's the crack. Crack of the beer can. I heard it. The mighty Chiku steps up to the plate. It's like Wade Boggs. The Ted Williams. The batting average. What's the batting average, Mike? I can't hear the door. It's a, the door. The door closed again. Tonight, the worst 100 characters of all time. We close it out. The dramatic conclusion of the three-parter. We fill in those final 30 slots, and the list will be complete. So many characters not listed yet. Jazzman's not on there. Billy Crystal's Jazzman. He didn't make the list yet. I might have to bump him. I might say he might take number one away. Right now, Seinfeld is at number one as Jerry Seinfeld on the show Seinfeld. But he might get uh, he might get bumped. That might be a, a usurp you usurpation. Imagine that. As the late great Mel Allen used to say, "How about that?" As far as I understood, I never actually watched a baseball game with him. I saw some baseball highlight show where they'd be like, Match Mel Allen. Here's Boog Powell. Here's Greg Lozinski at the plate. 
The phone number 201-332-3484. That's the number if you want to get in on the action and call the best show. Music, what did we just hear? Oh boy, with the good stuff we just heard. From the Straight Arrows. They've got an album called Rising. It's on the Hozak record label. And we heard Fruit of the Forest. What a great album. Can't mess with Hozak, man. They put anything bad out? I don't think so. They put like a million things out and everything's great. You throw a rock, you hit a, you hit a great album on Hozak. And before that, the world premiere, Don Muro. We've played stuff by him before, Don uh, Muro. Well, there's a new collection coming out called It's called Hold on, I'll tell you what it's called if you'll just sit still for 1 minute. It's called We All Need Each Other. Recordings from 1968 to 1969. It's a cassette-only release on the Flannel Graph record label. Flannel Graph, the amazing label that has put out other Don Muro releases and also put out Rock Rotten Rule on vinyl for the first time ever. This cassette comes out, I believe it comes out next week. So, don't sleep on that stuff, man. If I just start coughing like that, like Neil Hamburger. Nah. Why? Why did A.P. Mike, famous call screener A.P. Mike, why did A.P. Mike say that he didn't like cranberry sauce? <laughs> no, not doing it. Not doing it! That's why I got this uh, refreshing $11 Starbucks drink. Oh, bump this thing. I got to tell you, I keep hitting that thing. That's uh, the, Every time I bump that thing, it's a uh, black mark on Dudio's otherwise perfect record. Arm placement of microphone one. Oh, here he comes. Nope, not during the show. I don't want to hear it, Dudio. Here he comes. And he left. What? I keep bumping this. I bump. Look, I just need to slide this a little bit. And then slide this drink a little bit. That's I just figured out the solution. Ah, oh, fun times, fun times. Is anybody on the line not calling in about a worst one hundred here, Mike? No, they all want in on the worst one hundred. All right, let's do some real fast. Ah, uh, best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom, this is Michael from Pittsburgh. Michael from Pittsburgh, what's up, Michael? 
Um, not a whole lot. Just listening to the best show, uh, watching the Pirates game on mute. Mm, watching the Pirates game on mute. How's that going? Uh, pretty good. They're tied with the Royals right now. So that one guy on the Pirates is good, right? That one guy. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's good. He won the MVP a couple of years ago, so he's probably our best player. He seems like a, is he a good guy? He's a really good guy, yeah. He does a lot of stuff in the community, and he's he's good with the kids. He's mm-hmm. he's been a been a nice refreshment after the uh, the twenty years of consistent losing. Yeah, well, I'm glad you have a winning team. You got it all now. You got the Andy Warhol Museum. You've got the Pirates. What do you the got? Cynics? The Cynics. I'll tell you one thing, man. I saw the Cynics a few weeks ago. Yeah, Michael K took that head plan. Michael K was singing a song, one song in on the set, and he misses he he missteps because the lights were so bright at this place. He he go puts the one wrong foot in front of the other. He goes off the stage and falls right on a concrete uh floor. I heard it was bad. I heard uh Greg actually told me that you're the one who gave the uh cut the song sign uh when he didn't get back up right away. No, that's not true. <laughs> I, that, uh, I was I was watching in the back. I was suddenly I I didn't look. I only saw him on the floor. To be honest, I did not see the actual fall. I heard. I was. I I saw. I was listening at that point, and then suddenly the, I just stopped hearing him sing. And then I looked up and then saw he was laid out. That the something was wrong. Terrible. But, he, but, but they finished the set. Yeah, he got back up, did the whole thing. I'll give him, give the guy credit, man. Tough trooper. Yeah, raw. That's a rock dude, Michael K. Look, you guys, guys, a blabbermouth. Doesn't know when to zip it sometimes, but in the moment, that dude rose to the challenge because he look, he calls this show and he talks so much, and in the, he's some people's favorite caller and some people's least favorite caller. But, uh, I love the guy, but uh, yeah, I'm glad. To, I'm glad to see he got up from that because I heard it was pretty bad. Yeah, I am too. So what? What do you got? You got something for the worst 100? Couple, couple quick, uh, couple quick suggestions for the worst 100. What do you got? Uh, the first is uh, a actually a sidekick to one of the best 100 fictional characters of all time. The uh, the penguin from the General Auto Insurance commercials. The penguin. What yeah, do you got against the penguin? I just think he's kind of inane. You know, they, they he yeah. met him in the Arctic Next. one time, and then they just kept throwing him in. Next. Uh, so the uh, David Spade's uh, flight attendant character. From, Next. You know. uh, I've only got one more. Scott from the Scott Lawn Care commercial. Well, that's pretty bad. That uh, It's just really offensive. Yeah, it is. It's like... Uh... He's the guy who's like uh, telling the guy to like feed his feed feed your lawn, right? That guy. That's it. Yeah, don't and like it. Couldn't couldn't be more subtle, you know. A company called Scotts having a Scottish guy named yeah. Scott. Yeah. Ah, he's still not annoying enough to make the list, though. Thanks for the call. Best show you're on the air. Hey Tom, this is Eric and Philly. Eric in Philly, I bet that burns your uh, britches there to hear a uh, a Pittsburgh guy be the first caller to the show, right? Just drives you up the wall. I I have nothing against Pittsburgh. No. No. What do you got? What do you got for us, buddy? I got two for the topic. 
What do you got? All right. So my first one, I think there should be some uh, Chuck Lorre character representation on the list. So my nomination is Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's the worst character. If you think he has any worst characters, I'd be happy to hear him. But I think there should be some representation on the list. I don't know. What do you? Uh, somebody else has to be on there. Maybe what is about his? You know, who's worse is um is the guy who uh, is the, the the John Cryer character on uh, Two and a Half Men. That might be the worst character ever. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Hey, I, hey. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just mad at those Bazinga T-shirts a little too much. Okay, calm, well, calm down. Yeah, you have a point. Mad at a Bazinga T-shirt. Yeah, I know. What else you got? is the green M&M. Those M&Ms in general are creepy. They're like... I mean, are we supposed to eat them or what? Like, what? I don't get it. Too confusing, though. Thanks for the call. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. This is Tim in West Hollywood. Tim in West Hollywood. What's up, Tim? Got two for the topic. For the topic of the worst fictional characters of all time. Well, who do you have? Uh, first up is the Can You Hear Me Now guy from the Verizon No, that, 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 that's, no. Come on. No? No. Uh, uh, the second one is uh, Mater the Tow Truck from Cars, uh, Larry the Cable Guy's Pixar character. Yeah, I didn't see that movie. Cars? I didn't see All that right. one. That is that it? it? All right, thanks. I'm being told, I'm being told to go to the hotline to uh, disregard these, uh, Regular folk, the uh, lunch pail crowd, the ham and eggers, I'm being told that they can take a back seat to this person who's on the hotline now. I'm being told. Hello? Hello? I'm being told that right on the hotline we have the director for the uh, number one movie uh, uh, on the planet. Uh, uh, Ant-Man. Tom, Tom, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's it's uh it's Peyton Reed calling in. I don't know if you're threat to the number one movie of the uh that's out in, in uh the world basically right now. Can you yeah, hear me? I can. It's the director of Ant Man, Peyton Reed. How are you? I'm good. If if um if my phone cuts out it's because I'm on a really uh, remote uh part of, of uh, the Hawaiian Isles right now. Okay. So uh yeah. All right. All right. Hey, hang on. Can you hang on one second, Tom? Yeah, sure. Sure, one I can. And then some, uh, if, uh, like some chips and guacamole. And maybe some of, if you have any sort of like, uh, do you have some local dishes that I might enjoy? I, I love. That's great. Thank you so much. Hey, Tom. <laughs> I love Sorry how, I love how to you, you're throwing chips and guacamole around as if, as if no one else can get their hands on that. You have to go to Hawaii to get your hands on chips and guacamole. Okay, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I, I think that they uh, they were invented in Hawaii. Now, uh, well, I so. well, look. Well, uh, the research team will look into that. We'll get some answers. Yeah. First of all, Peyton Reed, congratulations to you. Thank you, Tom, for getting Ant Man, Marvel's Ant Man, uh, all the way. To, to being done and to being great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, for those listeners out there who don't know me, I, I'm really not, uh, ordering, uh, rock and well, that, that was, that was just a bit. 
I, that was just a thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, is that I thought it? I could try. You know, I, I'd read when I was a kid that <laughs> Spielberg and Lucas used a vacation in Hawaii after a movie, and um, uh-huh. and it just seemed like the cool thing to to do or say. I apologize for that. No, that's all. That's all right. I think everybody still realizes you're a, you're a humble a humble guy. Uh, they they realize you're. Uh, hang. Can you hang on one quick second? Hold on one second. Okay. I had uh, I'd ask for two pina coladas. No, no, just for myself. Two, just two. That's one. That's two. Hey, sorry about that. This is terrible. Now, Ant Man, Marvel's Ant Man, Peyton, can uh, can you tell us uh, about when, when did when did you? Because you were not. Hawaiian, is this Hawaiian chips? This is guacamole. Is this is this? I'd ask for local Hawaiian guacamole. There is such a thing. There is such a thing, ma'am. Can I? I'll tell you. I'm so sorry, Tom. Now that, so that's a, that's all right. That's all right. And when you did the yeah. Ant Man, right? Ant Man. I did. Yeah. Started like a year ago, right? You came on pretty uh, pretty late in the game. That's correct. And what is it like to jump on a uh, uh, something moving that's already moving at that point? Oh, it's really fun. Uh, <laughs> it's it, really fun. Is it good for uh, your health? Good for your health. You just, you know, you, you, you dive right into the thing. There's no, there's no waiting around and, and sort of, uh, there's no downtime. There's, there's zero leisure time. You just dive right into it. Um, but yes, I, I came into the movie, um, after, uh, another director had left the movie. Mm-hmm. Not an ideal way to come into a movie, but, uh, I have to say I had a blast doing the movie. It was, it was a really amazing experience and, and really got to, get in there and you know i didn't know for sure what it was going to be like working at marvel but i loved it because they really they really gave me a lot of latitude in in uh making changes to the movie and really making it our own and uh adam mckay who i believe you know yes and paul rudd who you also know yes uh mckay and rudd came on to do the rewrites of the script as i came on to direct so uh we really uh th- those guys hold up in a room and started you know just working night and day on the script and uh i joined them for some of it and then immediately went to georgia and started prepping the movie yeah and if you you filmed it down in georgia and it's like that's like the the film capital of america now it has become that yeah it's uh you know there's this thing where you know every so often every couple of years a new state has a tax incentive and uh not only does georgia apparently have a really good tax incentive but they've just built this amazing Pinewood Studios, Atlanta, down there. And we were actually the first movie to shoot there. And they, the stages are amazing. I mean, it really is. We were the first ones there. So it, it really felt like they had just taken the wrapping paper off the stages. It was great. Now, now when you're down there also, because you are a Southern guy, I guess for you, it's like you get to now put that, that, that white suit on. Now you get to be back at home, right? Like, Wait, the, the white suit. Are you saying that I that I directed in a white suit because I was in the South? Well, like you get it's just to be more like in touch with who you are. You get to put the white suit on with well, the I'm, black tie, right? Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not Colonel Sanders. I, I didn't. I just kind of wore whatever I would normally wear to. Uh, that's not how I thought. That's movie. how you directed. Like that was your version of Alfred Hitchcock. Was that you would wear your 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 white Colonel Sanders oh, suit. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think uh, I did wear a seersucker suit. 
uh, with, with white bucks uh, every day that I directed. Yes, uh-huh. that must be what you're talking about. Yes. Now, Peyton Reed, director of Marvel's Ant-Man, tell, t- t- tell me this. There, there's a thing that, that's been a secret uh, uh, history of The Best Show with you, going way back to the beginning of The Best Show, that no one has never been acknowledged publicly, I don't think. Has it? Uh, I certainly have never acknowledged it publicly. Have you ever spoken about this? No, I haven't. Uh, are we actually going to speak about this now? Is this Should we? We might as well. All right, so let's let, let's go back. The year must have been, what was it, 1998, 99? No, it probably would have been more like 2000, uh, late 2000, oh, early right. 2001. You're exactly right, yes. I remember now. Um, do you want me to set it up? Sure, why don't you set it up? You set it up. All right, well, okay, so... Uh, there had been a movie that had come out uh, called Star Wars The Phantom Menace, the first of the prequel movies. Um, there was a huge, as you remember, huge build-up to the movie coming out. Uh, people went out of their minds. Then people went and saw the movie, and, and I think it's safe to say that we're, the, the, the majority of the audience might have been a little disappointed in the movie, but it didn't keep them from being rabid about Star Wars. In some ways, it only increased it because then it was it was all this conjecture about what was going to happen in the in the later movies um i think it was after was it was it after phantom menace or was it after the second one it was after it was after i think it was i think it was after phantom menace but the second one hadn't come out yet that's right uh so we there was all this conjecture about i don't think the title had been announced no the second one is that right yeah so um so you called in. I called into your show, and I uh, I told you that I or I told the audience that I was a disgruntled former employee at Lucasfilm. I was really pissed off because I left Lucasfilm under some very uh, difficult yeah. circumstances, and I was going to share with the world all the secrets I knew about the upcoming yeah. Star Wars. The movie. star. You were the Star Wars insider. I think yeah. was what you had been referred to as. That's and, right. And you started saying all these things about what was going to happen in episode two, if I remember, I think is what it was. That, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I, I was, uh, I spilled some big, some of the big secrets I spilled were, um, currently the current cut, if it had gone to the NPA, would definitely have gotten an R rating. Yeah. They're trying now to shave it back to PG-13, but guys, this movie, uh, this movie comes at you hard. I mean, it is a, it is way, way darker. I mean, the way in the original trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, Chapter Two, that this is the second of those movies went dark. This movie is gonna, this movie is gonna go darker. Uh, George Lucas has heard the fans, and he's just done a 180 from that first movie. It's going really, really dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I talked about the fact that there was a, a scene between uh, Anakin Skywalker and. Uh, and Amidala had me, whatever they were calling him. Yeah. Uh, that was a love scene, but it was Anakin going dark, and it really um, it was like it, it's it, like assault. Yeah, it was like a very it was a really dark assaultive scene. Uh, that was the one in particular that was going to maybe garner them an R rating. And then I think I even uh, said the title of this movie. It was it was uh, Star Wars episode. Veil of the Sith or something. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and th- that was 
And to, the funniest thing to me was that there was a point where you said a, th- a phrase that made it sound like you had the, like the code word on things because what was Star Wars? What was, it, cause one of the movies was like the, 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 the fake title for it when, when they. Yeah, Return of the, the yeah, Return of the Jedi was the one I remember that the, uh, the shooting title was Blue Harvest. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Cause I don't well, smell, them. smell them. And what was the title? What was the, the, I think the you said working? something about orange something. Did you say, right? Yeah. And yeah, it was orange. Cause it got a lot of traction on these Star Wars message boards. And yeah. People were just which like, is, I think this guy's which real. Which is really my goal. Yeah, no, that really was my goal. You, if you can get traction on a Star Wars, uh, a Star Wars message board, then you've you've really done it. Yeah. And then you're really now you're really you're on the map. Yeah, I think, and then that did. It was so funny to see that get traction, and nobody knew. No, we've never said that that was you until now. This many years later, fifteen years later, we are now. I believe that. I believe that's what you call a revelation. Yes, that's a hot one. Now, Did you know coming into the night show that there was going to be a revelation like that, full, that there was going to be... A full-on uh, 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 entertainment bomb dropped? Of exactly. That, of that magnitude? No, I did not. Yeah. Now, um, now one, it feels good, honestly, to finally get that out there and off my chest. I've been, yes. you know, I've been holding that secret for a long time. Good. good. I'm, glad, I'm glad you got that off your chest, uh, Peyton Reed, director of Marvel's Ant-Man. <laughs> In theaters now. Now, one thing, the big controversy about this movie, obviously, Ant-Man, is why, and this is from my community as much as anything, uh, the, uh, the fans who listen to this show want to know why, uh, Scott Lang, the Paul Rudd character, did not have orange yeah. hair the way he did in the, uh, <laughs> in the comic books. Okay, so is this, this is a comment that you've, you've been getting more than once as yes, someone yes it's pretty it's pretty pretty it's uh pretty uh uh all encompassing here we uh okay well let's let's get into it i guess i i uh you know let's just talk about scott lang with orange hair i don't know you know was it was there an issue that maybe the the colorist decided to give him orange hair i mean i, I remember in the you know our movie sort of well our movie very loosely uses uh, Marvel premiere number 47 to steal an Ant-Man as its jumping off point. I, I don't think the Scott Lang in that issue had red hair. Well, people, so, people on this side of the street. Uh, who, who's saying? Have you actually gotten... Yes, uh, there's a what few. What do you get there on the show? Do you get mail? Do you get email? What do you get? We get, we get email. We get calls. We get tweets. We get... Uh, message board posts. It's, it's, it's pretty, there's all means of communication here. So, so you're just saying that that's a, that's a, uh, a false, uh, thing that he should not have had orange hair. 
that that's not a that's a non-issue for you guys. You did not consider nope. Paul Rudd dyeing his hair orange. Um, no, I, I like the idea, and maybe if we're if we were fortunate enough to be able to make a sequel to Ant Man, uh, there could be we could retroactively, you know, mm-hmm. create a storyline where he had dyed his hair to sort of a Paul Rudd brown, you know, because he was a cat burglar, and if he'd been a red haired cat burglar, the first thing you do would be dye your hair mm-hmm. like a ruddish brown. So. Uh, I, I was really, I have to, I have to say I was unaware of that. If, if, mm-hmm. if, uh, I'd love to know who, well, who, I'm not who, who was sort of leading the charge on that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe whoever, whoever's, uh, leading this charge got an Ant-Man issue that the colorist just, uh, the colors didn't really translate at the printer. Like they didn't line uh, up correctly. So you're saying, you're saying it's yeah. a problem at the plant more than, more than, so it could have been a printing issue. I mean, it really could have been a printing issue. But I, yeah, I don't think um, I think we were ever planning to have Rudd dye his hair. Uh, all right, all right. Red. Now what? Man. Give us something. Give us something uh, that you haven't said yet about Ant Man. Give us something that something that gets the the that makes the people's uh, wigs flip. All right, I'm going to give you something right oh. now. You already know this, but I don't think your listeners probably know this. Uh, you, Tom Sharpling. Oh, this is a double Tom Sharpling whammy. Tom Sharpling gave me uh, as a housewarming gift in I think 1997, 1998, um, a full set of 7-Eleven Slurpee Marble Comics cups. Do you remember this? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, probably my favorite housewarming gift I ever got. Uh, the, I still have the cups. You hear that, Mike? Uh, Class. I'm just saying it to my. Uh... Associate producer who thinks I'm low class. No, no, no. This was a this was absolutely a high class move. Thank you. And of course, uh, of course, Ant Man was on one of those cups. Your collection. I'm assuming it was a collection, and that was what made the gift so special because yeah. it, there were a lot of them, and uh, your collection went deep because there was an Ant Man one. There was. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was. Uh, it was a really great gift. Which. Yeah. They knew me at that Seven uh, Eleven. Yeah, they must have. Did you work at that 7-Eleven? <laughs> I might as well have worked there for the amount of time uh, I spent there. And then, uh, Tom, can we talk about uh lotto scene? Can I, can I talk about this? Is sure. A, can I talk about a thing that, that is, uh, we got for Ant-Man? Now, this is, uh, this is a, th- a third bomb that's being dropped with Ant-Man. Yeah, and this is, this is the real truth bomb. This yeah. is a truth bomb. Yeah. So, Tom, I think... Uh, I, I think Tom's being modest. I think that's that's what's happening here. Tom actually uh, came down to Atlanta, to the Pinewood Studios, where we were shooting Marvel's Ant Man, mm-hmm. and not only hung out on the on the uh, Penn Technology stage for some time, but uh, we shot a scene in downtown uh, Atlanta. It was actually a montage sequence that ended up not making it into the movie, but I guarantee you, it's going to be. A part of the DVD and Blu-ray release. Uh, but Tom, you had a scene with Mr. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, uh, at Scott Lang went into a, uh, convenience store to purchase some lotto, t- a lotto ticket. And who sold him that ticket? I did. That's right. Tom Sharpling, uh, had a scene with Scott Lang in Marvel's Ant-Man. Now, yeah. and I have to clarify, that scene was cut. It's not in the, because we, not theatrical. We, we, cut, we couldn't, uh, not in the theater. We we cut that entire sequence because it ended up 
that uh, it was a point in the movie where we just decided to take that whole sequence out. It didn't really serve the story anymore, and it was uh, it was one of maybe five really quick scenes on a larger sequence that we simply cut from the movie. But it will be on the DVD and Blu-ray. So I'll be on so, the Ant-Man Blu-ray. You will be in the supplemental section on the Ant-Man DVD and Blu-ray, and I believe that that does qualify you uh, to, to be nominated for a suppy for best uh, supplemental material. So I don't know who your press people are on your end, publicists or whatever, but I would get them on that suppy campaign as soon as possible. For your consideration. So, like, for your yep. consideration. Yeah. And a shot of me selling Paul Rudd a lotto ticket. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, uh yeah, that was some day. Because... That was fun. So that's the best Ant-Man scoop you got? That's it? Tell people about why. Why is Garrett Morris? Answer for people who don't know why Garrett Morris is in Ant-Man. Why does he play a cab driver in Ant-Man? There's a brief moment at the end of the the, the first sequence where Scott Lang uses the Ant-Man suit and shrinks down. Uh, He's very quickly thrust into all these situations. He's got to react. It ends with him, you know, bulleting out a window and landing on the top of a, a car that's parked. In the uh, in the tenderloin area of San Francisco, uh, and we cut quickly to the uh, the guy's you know at the wheel of the car, and it's Garrett Morris. And and I've been in screens where a couple of people have been like, "What do you want? Why is that guy from Two Broke Girls in Ant Man?" And he doesn't really have one line, and they leave him. But the whole reason, and Tom, you know this, is that yeah. um, He's technically the... Garrett Morris is the original on screen Ant Man. Now it was the small screen, not the big screen, but. He, there was a uh, an SNL sketch that's Saturday Night Live for the uninitiated. It's also SNL, Tom. Let's face it. Wow, this uh, is you are in show business. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really really breaking it down for your <laughs> listeners right now. <laughs> yeah, um, it was uh, was that season two? I think it was it season two. So there was a there was a, a sketch where where uh, the the. That where it had to do with all the the superheroes hanging out. Margot Kidder was hosting the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a sketch called Superhero Party, and yeah. John Belushi played the Hulk. And uh, who else was in that? The the the, the Flash. It mixed Marvel and DC characters. So Superman was in it. The Flash was mm-hmm. in it. Uh, and then of course they're all meeting and greeting, talking to each other as, as equals, and then. Ant-Man shows up, and the whole rest of the sketch becomes about, hey, sir, what are your powers? How all that? And then they're just making fun of Ant-Man the entire rest of the sketch. Mm-hmm. It, so so, he, yeah, that, so was, you, that was the tribute to the original Ant-Man, putting absolutely. him in the movie. That was awesome. He made as far the as cut. I was concerned, he made as far as cut. I was concerned, you could not make an Ant-Man movie and not have a Garrett Morris sure. cameo. Well, he, I, so, yeah. so he made the final cut. Greg Turkington makes the final cut. The lotto ticket salesman, not not so essential to the thing. Although, and I've heard a lot of people say there's like a character thing. You're just not sure why this character is Ant-Man and all that stuff. And that there should, probably should have been some sort of like lottery scene to kind of really help help flesh out. Like the who is this guy and that, but look, that's you're the director. I'm not. I was just. These are the tough decisions that that uh, that have to be made in the cutting room. I mean, you know, 
you, you've mm-hmm. heard the the, uh, the term cutting room floor. I have. Um, you were right there. I mean, you were you were right there, at ground zero on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is uh, that is a special situation to be in. Not many people have the honor, I think, of being right there. Well, it'll be know? exciting. So, this is this is what's going to be exciting when when Ant Man two happens, and then it'll be like, wait, who's the only person who played? Two different characters in both Ant-Man movies, and well, exactly that'll be me because I'll be in a thing. I'll be like, "Look out, Ant-Man!" Right? So wait, who is it? Who's the guy who yells, "Look out, Ant-Man!" Me. Okay, but I want to be. I want to be in the scene. The scene that every superhero franchise has to have, where the citizens rise up to like show that they've got Ant-Man's back. Sure. And, and then, like, the villain is, like, smashing stuff up, and there's like, hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man. That's yeah, what I want to say. it's the Superman 2 scene. It's the Superman 2 yeah. scene. Hey, yeah. you can't do that to Ant-Man. And uh, then and then I get, like, obliterated by, like, someone with, like, laser eyes or something. You could be on, you know, you could be on roller skates. Maybe there's a lot of wind happening. You could be on roller skates. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could or you're, like, you're in a phone booth. You're making yeah. a really important call. Yeah. Maybe there's like a huge, you know, wind. I don't know. We'd have to figure that out in the script. Maybe you could blow the phone booth over. But you're so intent on making that call, you stay on the phone even though the whole booth you know, blows around. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've got a toupee on. Blows the toupee off. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. There is a lot of possibilities. Now, Peyton Reed. You're on vacation. I don't want to take much more of your time here. Um, if vacation is changing baby diapers, yes, I'm on vacation. Congratulations. Seriously, look, you know I, I, um, uh, I'm lucky enough to call you f- f- friend. <laughs> and, but yes. I am as no nobody is more excited for you than the way this has all gone for you because the movie truly is great. And it stays fun. The, you know what's funny is the movie's funny the whole time while it's exciting and, and stuff. It's a good time. I was so happy that you kept the spirit of the movie from beginning to end. And it's weirdly uh, funny the whole way. And it's also, in its own way, the trippiest Marvel movie. It's. Uh, I like hearing that. No, I and, and I think, I, Tom, I think you were absolutely one of the first people I called when I got this job. And when I was going to do Ant-Man because... You and I have talked about Marvel characters for absolutely as long as I've known you. That's that's been one of the mm-hmm. go-tos that we've always had. Yeah, is Marvel. Yeah, it might be the only thing we have in common. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, no. But seriously, I'm super proud of you, and I'm so happy the movie came out the way it did. You did a great job, and uh, everybody loves it, and they should. Well, They're right to it. love it. Let's say uh, Ant Man is uh, is still in theaters, uh, and yeah. I have to say, you know, it, it's uh, if you're whether you're a fan of 3D or not, you know, I, I'm I'm not someone who's always loved 3D. The 3D on this movie is amazing. If you get a chance to see it in, in 3D, it's it's really awesome. Okay, I, I'm going to see just, it in 3D. I just like my movie. I'm going to see it in 3D. Now, just one thing: is this the not not that I'm uh, this is the one with the minions in it. No, no, that's uh, that's minions. That's uh, that's oh wait, you didn't do that one. Oh, I thought you did that movie. No, that's an animated. That's an animated movie. I did not. Which one did you do? Animation. 
uh, Ant-Man, the one that you've referenced uh, several times. On oh, I walked out show. of that one. I thought oh. this was me. I thought you did Minions. No, no, I, uh, I directed Ant-Man. And well, if, I, if I may ask, what, what, what led you, what prompted you to walk out of the, uh, out of the theater? My phone was ringing. No, okay, well, I loved it. And I'm going to say this. <laughs> if anybody wants to see a, a tour de force from Peyton Reed, you check out uh, On Cinema, the Oscar special, and you'll get uh, it's it's a tour de force watching you and Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington. That was uh, that was fun to do. I did I did their On Cinema Oscar special this year, and uh, Tim had a little bit of a meltdown. Yeah, he had a, basically a, a two and a half hour meltdown. Um, it was pretty. It was, it was painful to painful to watch. Yes. What does two thousand? What's next for a Peyton Reed? Well, uh, listen. Let's see what happens. I mean, if there's, if we're fortunate enough to do a, a, a sequel to Ant Man, I would be way into doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, got a couple of other things in development. One, a big science fiction thing, uh, which uh, I will certainly talk to you about at a future date. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But who knows? I'm not sure. We'll see. All what right. Happens. Well, just remember this. Hey, you can't do that to Ant Man. Can you try it one more time, but with a southern dialect? Just give me a southern accent. Hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man. Hey, it's weird. That voice that you just did reminds me. Uh, when Paul Rudd was on your show a few yeah. weeks back, yeah, yeah. you guys did a sort of dueling uh, imitation of Peyton Reed thing. Sure, And yeah. that voice that you just did sounds yeah. remarkably like the voice that you did as me. Yeah, yeah, that was you. Hey. That was me. Hey, it's Peyton Reed. Action! <laughs> Cue the ants! Uh-huh. And okay. ants, ants skin. <laughs> Antion? I said Antion instead of action? Yes, because it's Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Um, Look. That's, great, that's a really good imitation. I like that. Antion! <laughs> well, look, I'm going to let you go. Go back. Enjoy your vacation. You earned it, and uh, we will talk to you soon. All right, Tom. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you, buddy. See you later. Okay, bye. bye. Peyton Reed, see? You don't know who's going to call the best show. See that, Mike? I did a thing for it. I didn't tell anybody. I did a scene. I didn't make the cut. Almost made the cut. Weird, weird, uh, uh, weird, weird life Tom's got, huh? Weird life Tom's got, Tom's got. You turn around one day, Tom's in a, uh, uh, Derek Jeter commercial, right? You ever see that, Mike? Weird. Made more money off that Derek Jeter thing, uh, and I didn't make much at all, but I got paid more than I've been, ever been paid for every minute of the best show I've ever done combined. Four and tip the cap. Okay. Reset. Tip the cap. And reset. Tip the cap. Okay. That's a wrap on that shot. But that sometimes life uh, don't give you what you uh, what you uh, what you want. Where where you're supposed to get it. Now what you can do about that, man. Look, is this show unpopular? Yeah, it is. It's wildly unpopular. Would I have been better off with the best show having been like one of these other things I hear, these other shows with a hook? Yeah, I would have been better off. This show ain't got no hook, man.
No hook. Right? Except for it's the best thing you ever heard. It's the only hook we got. The only hook we got. The other things, man, these other pie, I, 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 I poke around, I hear these things, they're all cleaning up. One's cleaning up next than the, 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 than the, than the, I heard this one thing, it was called Gill, it was called Gilligan Island Guys. Where it's these guys, these two dudes watching every episode of Gilligan's Island, and they, they do, they review every episode of Gilligan's Island. One of the biggest podcasts going, and one of the fellas, has seen all the episodes. The other one's never seen them, and he watches them fresh. Got that. Got my bro, uh, uh, Chris Hardwick, who I'm cool with. Told you I met him at the Ant-Man. I went to the Ant-Man premiere. Yeah, that's right. Nathan Thomas on Twitter. Chris Gethard cut from Iron Man 2. Tom Sharplin cut from Ant-Man. Cutting room floor. Good company there on the cutting room floor. Good company. Maybe I can change, maybe I should just change what the show is. Maybe it's, look, it's three hours long. People can't get a handle on it. Yeah, so I ran, it just finished the thought through. I, I ran to Chris Hardwick at the, uh, the, uh, the premiere of, uh, of, uh, uh, Ant-Man. Had a nice talk with him. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. We'll look at, we'll still tea, I'll still tease him here. He's still the king. He's in the castle looking down at, uh, people like me. It's like Mad Max. It's like he's the guy with the tubes hooked to his face and thing. And I'm just one of these, these uh, mutants painted white begging for water to get poured down. That's where he's at. That's where I'm at. He's got everything. I've got nothing. So you throw a rock at the king every once in a while. He can take it. Right, Mike? Yeah, Mike gets it. I tell you, I got, I look at, look at Mike right now. Mike actually is like this, he's got this second, he's like a, the, it's like the, the, the Liskasans. <clears throat> he was like, nobody was, nobody was like a, and Mike, don't take this the wrong way. Nobody was a bigger punchline than AP Mike. <laughs> yeah, don't take that the wrong way. But this guy goes, he puts a song together, he records a song that's great. He, he writes a, uh, he writes a children's story, gets, uh, uh, Charlie Morgan to do the audio, uh, book for it. He's really coming into his own. It's, it's truly, and I, I'm serious. People say to me, yeah, Mike's really good at this stuff. And I'm like, I know. Keep going. Are you going to keep going with it? Good. I think it's great. It's inspirational. Mike's finding his uh, footing on this new this new ventures here. But yeah, man, I tell you, the show ain't got no hook. No hook. Gilligan's Island guys. Maybe that's what I should have been doing. Those guys cleaning up. Those guys that are buying mansions now. They they review an episode of Gilligan's Island and they uh, and then they they can't even spend the money fast enough. 
this show, I'm I'm donating blood before every episode. <laughs> then I then they're like, "Hey, you want the orange juice?" I'm like, well, "Can I get a lid on that? I'll bring it back to the studio." Uh, me and Mike and Dudio and uh, uh, Pat are gonna split the orange juice four ways. <laughs> we're we're splitting a, a a Dixie cup full of orange juice that they give at the blood bank. Yeah. Sanf what if I did a Sanford and Son? I review every episode of Sanford and Son. What if that's just what the best show becomes? What do you think about that? Right? The best show. The place where Sanford and Son episodes are reviewed. What if it's that? No, we review, we review Sanford and Son episodes. Maybe that's what the <clears throat> Sanford. What if it's Sanford and Son? No, it was son. He only had one son. I was. It's Mumford and Sons and Sanford and Son. Can you imagine being in that band with that guy the day he tells you, "Yeah, I figured out we're going to change the name of the band." Oh, what what are we going to change it to, uh, Marcus? Because his name is Marcus Mumford. Yeah, I decided the name of the band is going to be Mumford and Sons. Well, you know, I'm three years older than you, uh, says the bass player. Yep, well, now you're one of the sons. Oh, boy. Imagine that day. Day you got a, the toot on that dude, man. And those guys, they had their, their corn pone style of, uh, of, uh, of of rock music, uh, they have that song. I will wait. I will wait for you. Is that them? I will wait. I will wait for you. And then they're just like, yeah, we want to make rock music. So then they changed their sound, and then they just sounded like a completely normal rock group. What a Weird turn of events that was. When suddenly they were on SNL playing and it just sounded like a rock band. Mumford and Sons, Sanford and Son. What if I call the podcast, what do you think about this, Mike? Sanford and Song. And every week I record a song. Like a Sanford and Son song based on the plot of the episode I just watched. And I sing it to the theme of Sanford and Son. Right? Be like, they found some money stuck inside a suitcase and they thought it was funny. And then Grady fell asleep. Then the cop came around for the cash. And then a mobster came cause it was his suitcase. Held them all at gunpoint. Fred didn't want to give the money up. Lamont told him, Pop, give him the cash. Then Fred finally gave him the cash. 
Yeah, maybe that's what I should do. Sam, maybe the best show. We're not going to call it the best show anymore. It's now called Sanford and Song. <laughs> from now on. Oh, that's right. Jesse from Vegas just reminded me that Gary Shandling wrote for Sanford and Son. That scab. That scab. He was a scab. He crossed the comedy store, the, the, the comedy store, is it the comedy store? Yeah, he crossed the picket line when they were on strike. The rat. Rat. Shandling's a rat. The rat list. Who's on the rat list for the best show? Right? I'm done with the hate pit. Let's just do the rat list. Isn't that a good way to put it, Mike? The rat list. Gary Shandling, rat list. Chuck Woolery, rat list. Rat list. From now on, rat list. No more hate pit. It's called the rat list. We list the rats. No more hate pit. Hate pit's closed for good. We just filled it up with dirt. The rat list lives Sanford and Song get ready one thing I wanted to tell you about my friends speaking of uh, the best show you know that we have great advertisers that do advertise on the show and support the show and keep the show free for you and one of the reasons why advertisers love the best show with Tom Sharpling, a.k.a. Sanford and Song, is that they know we have amazing fans. That's the one thing I don't doubt for a second, is that the people who listen to the show are great. And I truly do appreciate all the support that we get. And right now there's a survey up that I would really appreciate it if you guys would take so that uh, we can learn more about the audience uh, over at podsurvey.com slash Tom, podsurvey.com slash Tom. The survey only takes five minutes, uh, and you will get some ask some, some questions about yourself and what you like to buy. It's completely anonymous. Your answers help find advertisers that are well-matched to you, your interest, and the show. And we need advertisers. When you're finished, you can enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card you can enter that, but just take the survey. That's the important thing because we really need advertisers to know what the deal is with the best show and that the people who listen are uh, the kind of people who will respond to advertising. So go to podsurvey.com slash Tom. Thank you for, uh, for uh, uh, helping us find the best advertisers. So that we keep the show free. That's the important thing. Again, survey takes less than five minutes. Completely anonymous. When you're finished, you can enter your email for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. And it's a new survey updated. Please take it. Help us out. Podsurvey.com slash Tom. And let's go back to the phones. Phones are hot tonight. We're going back to the phones. Best show, you're on the air. They did open with Stairway to the Stars. What's that? Blue Oyster Cult. 
that night at the Capitol Theater in Passaic? I don't, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> Sounds like someone's been hitting the bong a little too hard this summer. <laughs> First thing to go is your short-term memory. Now I know who this is. Now I, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> this is Philly Boy Roy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're talking about Blue Oyster Cult? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I think of you and Blue Oyster Cult is like a month or so ago when Paul Rudd, the the movie star, was in here, and you called in. We had the phones were on fire that night, and I only took a few calls, and you were one of the people to get through. Yeah. And you wasted his time asking him about a Blue Oyster Cult set list from a show in what was it, nineteen seventy five? Yes. Mm-hmm. You think I wasted his time? He seemed into me. Well, it was an odd question. I don't think it was odd at all. I think it was perfectly logical thing to ask. The, the, the logical thing for you to ask is because you found out he was from New Jersey when he was a kid. Yeah. That you should ask him about a Blue Oyster cult show that you remembered from 75 at the... Capitol Theater in Passaic. Yeah, I think it might be the most logical assumption I ever made. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Maybe you're the dumbest thing I ever heard. Well, that actually was a perfect retort. I'll give it to you there. It bounced right back at me. Um, Thank you. Ugh. What, what, what? What? What can I do for you, Roy? What can I do for you? What are you, a sales rep for Elger Toilets? <laughs> yes, hello. What's that, sir? You're having trouble with the flush mechanism on the B365? Oh, hold please, sir, while I connect you with our tech department. That's what you sound like. <laughs> uh, that is, that's strangely specific, what you just said. Oh, I know all about Elger Toilets. I broke a lot of them in my day. What? Uh, yeah, that's... I neither here nor there. I don't want to Wait, know. Wait, what'd you say? I said it's neither here nor there that you... <laughs> that bro- ain't how you say it. How do you say it? That's neither here, comma, Nora, comma, there. Uh-huh. Again, I've never heard that. That must be a Philly thing. Oh, everything's Philly nowadays. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's I want that on my... I know every time I talk to you, I say I want something different on my tombstone. Yeah. I want that one on my tombstone. Well, what if you got it on your tombstone and you had it so that it was like a musical tombstone, like the Buzzcock song, Every everyone, everyone's happy nowadays, but it says everything's Philly nowadays. I ain't having nothing to do with nothing Steve Diggle's involved in. I didn't realize there was some bad blood between you and Steve Diggle from the bus. Oh, yeah, we hate each other. You didn't know that? No, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. You're too, you've got these weird rivalries between, you had Robert Fripp, who you were fighting with. Hate, yeah. Yeah, and Steve Diggle from the Buzzcocks. Oh, don't like him at all. Uh Uh Uh-huh, I was all PO'd when he put that flag of convenience uh, Buzzcocks thing out. Remember that? He was trading on the old band's name. I really, it really rubbed you the wrong way, huh? Didn't like it at all. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. You're, you, you, integrity is the first thing you think of when you think of Philly Boy Roy. Now I want that on my tombstone. 
what, integrity is the first thing you think of when you think of Philly boy Roy? Yeah, it didn't pop the second time you said it. Yeah. All right, Roy, what, what, uh, what, what have you been doing, uh, this summer? Oh my God. Well, it's been one for the record books, Tom. Uh huh. I'm having the kind of summer you hear about in a Brian Adams song. In a, what does that, I don't know what that means. Oh, you know, living, loving, fun in the sun on the beach, DJing, operating a portable Duncan booth, curating playlists, stumping for Trump, making an album in a statue, maybe having open heart surgery. Wow, that's a, that is a long, crazy list you just rolled out there. Ain't Let, it? Yeah. And it's Wait. only July. Yeah. Let's say I want to take those one at a time. You said, okay. you said, uh, something about fun on the beach. Oh, yeah. You've been, you've been, uh, going to the beach with, with, uh, the rest of your family? Oh, yeah. I'm hitting all the good ones, too. And granted, they're in, in Jersey. I, let's face it. Jersey got the best beaches, right? You know, I'm, I'm hitting, uh, Barnegat, Brigantine, Ocean City, Seabright, Seaside Hoyts. I got the whole Ziegler clan here. Mm-hmm. Rhoda, Roy Jr., Rhoda Jr., Little Rhoda, Cousin Ollie. Wait, who, who's that last one? Cousin Ollie. Cousin Ollie? Who is yeah. Cousin Ollie? What? I've never heard you mention Cousin Ollie before. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the producer said we need to, need to spice things up this time. The pro- what, what producer said you have to spice things up? The producer of my reality show. Hey, hold on. You ever, what reality show? Uh, the one I've been starring in for the last seven years. No, uh, this is news to me. Seven, you've been, you've had a reality show for, for seven years? Yeah. I can't believe that. Oh, I've yeah. I've never heard mention of that ever. I never mentioned Ziegler House Rules. No. It's on Shout Real. I've never heard a one word about this, Roy. Oh yeah. Come on. What did you say was Ziegler House Rules? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm go- I I want to check this out here. Oh, you're gonna love it. Check it out. Okay. Yeah, here's your. Here you guys all are. Right. Uh huh. Wait, there's my name. <laughs> and there's like a... Oh, what? Hold on. What's and, wrong, Tom? No, there's like a... This is what it says. And what would an episode of the show be without Roy's number one rival, DJ Tom Sharpling? He's ugly as sin... And it's amazing the headphones can even stay on his head with him always picking his fur for knits. <laughs> and then there's like a picture. It looks like an ape with DJ headphones on. Oh, I could, I could sue you for this. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, you, you need to be thanking me. You should see the graphic they wanted to use. Uh-huh. It was just a wet, cream-colored blob with stink lines coming off it. Okay, no, I I'm not happy about this. This is you're getting um, you're getting press. 
I'm getting press. People are finding out about you. I'm going to take care of this in my own due time. This is very upsetting. Oh, don't be upset. I think you're going to get a lot of Facebook hits. Mm -hmm. Likes. Oh, wow. A lot of likes. A lot of likes. Yeah, that'll really really put food on the table, huh? Those Facebook likes. Look, let's move on. You said something about you made an album. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. And I'll tell you what, man. I had 150 songs written going into this. 150 songs. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's exciting. Right? Um, what, what kind of music is your album? Well, I recorded the entire thing in the Rocky statue in front of the art museum. Wait, how? Oh, you can get in it. In what? In the statue. In the statue. Uh, yeah. Oh, almost no one knows about it. Not see, on the statue. No, in it. How do you get in? Okay. Well, here's what you do. You can access the inside of the statue from the fountain across from it. You know, the uh-huh. big fountain? Yeah. There's this labyrinthian tunnel that you take to get into the statue. It goes underneath everything, and it leads up into the statue. And I'll tell you something secret. Yeah, what's that? Only myself... Mayor Rizzo, Todd Rundgren, Julius Irving, and Donna Pascal ever been in it? In the in the Rocky statue. Yeah, they won't even let Hall nor Oates in it. I don't know why. But what what I can't understand is how you you said you made a record inside of it. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be in, insanely cramped in there, right? Well, you- Of course it is. That's what's so amazing about Statue of No Limitations, the album I made inside it. Uh I actually got in there and made an album, Tom. Uh huh. So you made an album in the what? What is the what is the music like? Oh, that's besides the point. You dip munch a doodle. It was recorded inside a statue. No, you you've said that already multiple times that it was recorded in a statue. But I mean, you, you made an album. I mean, is the album any good? What does that matter? It was recorded in a statue. Oh, Roy. I guess I'm not happy with you this time. Apparently, I've been a part of some reality show that I haven't known about. I'll sort that out later. And now you're telling me that you did some album in a statue, and that seems to be the... All your... All all that matters is that you seem... As far as your concerns, that you did it... In a statue, if, look, just level with me, if you, like, if you were reviewing this record honestly. Right. And giving it, like, like, uh, letter grades. Okay. Um, how, how would you rate the record, like, like, in terms of, like, like, what, what letter grade would you give the songwriting? D minus. D minus. Yeah. Okay, what about like the musicianship? D plus. Um How about like the the sound quality? D. Oh no, 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 no. F. F. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds worse than the dirty rotten EP. It's... You can barely tell that I'm wailing on a melodica halfway through it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you, but you said you gave it a D. You, what was the songwriting grade? A D minus. Yeah. But you mentioned you had a hundred and fifty 
songs. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was in the midst of a real creative streak. The song ideas was just flowing out of me. Uh-huh. Yeah, th- this sounds like uh, you're being a little generous when you say you had 150 songs. Which no, is ain't. the thing I've heard. You hear a lot of bands talk about how they're in the studio. Yeah, we have 80 songs and... I mean, then you hear the album and there's not even like, you know, the songs aren't very good. And where, what happened to the other 70? Like, why'd you pick those 10 of the 80? And, you know, uh, I, are these songs on this thing, are they actually, you actually have 150 songs or is it like, just like bits and pieces? Well, I'll be honest. Only three of the songs on the album, you know, they're, they're passable at best. The rest are filler. And, you know, truthfully, on four of the songs, I'm actually yelling the word filler over and over again because I couldn't think of nothing else to say. So you're literally yelling the word filler. Filler! In various forms. Filler! Uh Filler! Uh Filler! Day or night! That's like the, the, the Michael Jackson song. Yeah, filler. Cause I'm the thriller, day or night. Remember the other song where where he goes, keep up to the post office, don't stop till you get enough. Those aren't the words. That's on on a comp called Songs About Mail. Songs about mail. Because yeah, M- Michael Jackson was so comped up around that time. That was just his. His big thing was how many comps can I get my song? He was always getting on those Ronco albums. He was just like, maybe I can just land some some songs on some comps. <laughs> like like those albums. Like he it was him, Hamilton, Joe, <laughs> Frank, and Reynolds. Uh huh. Just the union. Just putting things on comps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like. Like, did he have things on, like, cassette comps and things like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Power yeah. of the 80s. Yeah. He would just, like, he would just send in a song? Yeah, disco power. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Roy, I gotta say, it sounds like you, you just... You think I made a bad record? Yeah, it sounds like you wanted to just be able to say that you made a record inside a statue. And uh, what is wrong with that? Tom... I'm going to take you to school, okay? Uh-huh. We're in the how age now. It's not what you did. It's how you did it and where you did it. What's that mean? What do you mean? It's not what you did, so it doesn't matter that if you made a good or bad album, doesn't matter. It's that you were the first to make an album inside the Rocky statue is what matters. I think so. Uh-huh. My next record I'm going to make in a big shoe. Oh, okay. Uh Look, you what you said something about a dunking booth? Oh, I sure did. Uh what 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 what's going on with this dunking booth? Well, unfortunately, it isn't the money maker I hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. Where where do you set this uh dunking booth up? Oh, you know, the usual places, courthouses, uh IRS offices, funeral homes, anywhere people need to have their spirits raised, you know? And what's more fun in the summer than sitting on a plank and getting dropped in hot, semi-clean water? 
so who's getting who's doing the I'm a little confused here. Who's sitting on the plank? The people that pay to, to, to do it. The people that need their spirits raised. Well, that's not how the dunking, the dunking booth things work. It's the how whole. How do you think it should work? That the person who needs the cheering is the one throwing the balls and trying to knock some, uh, buffoon like you into the water. No, I throw the balls. That's the opposite of how it works. Oh, maybe that's why ain't no one doing it. Yeah, yeah, that might be why, because that's the opposite of fun. The whole point is to throw the balls and knock some some uh, loudmouth into the water. Oh, okay. Well, it seemed like a great idea when Roy Jr. pitched it to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're going to go back to the drawing room on that one. Yeah, because I can't picture somebody... Uh, Coming out of a funeral, then stepping into a dunking booth, and then having you throw the balls at the target so that they can get uh, soaking wet in their suit. Well, okay. You make it sound like a dumb idea Uh now. I'll give you that much. Yeah. What what did you say? You said something about Trump? About Donald Uh, Trump? Oh, yeah. Yeah, stumping for him. You're stumping for him. I sure am. you're You're campaigning for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. He's going to be our best president since General Patton. Well, Patton was not a president. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, he should have been. Look, I had a very productive meeting the other day with Doug Trump, so you better shut up. Du- who is Doug Trump? Donald's son, you Trump-a-doodle dummy. Wait a let me play that one over again. <laughs> Ask me again who Doug Trump is. Oh, who is Doug Trump? Donald's son, you Trump munch. <laughs> oh, okay, you feel you feel I better. You so yeah. bad. Yeah, you feel better now. I do. Thank you. Ugh. So where where did you meet Doug Trump, his son? Oh. Outside a Trump fundraiser on the main line. Mm-hmm. You know, where all the rich people are. Yeah. Yeah. I was scoping out the place to see if I could get in and get some free drinks. Mm-hmm. And then I hear this voice ask if I got any weed. Okay. And I turn around. Yeah. And there's this man dressed in a nice suit, and he's got a nice cap on his head. And I go, who wants to know? And he goes, Doug Trump does. I was like, Okay. So he invites me to come smoke out in the back of Trump's limo. Okay. Yeah, and we start chatting about all kinds of stuff as we get baked. Yeah. And and then Doug gets a call on his cell phone, and then he goes, Roy, you got to leave right now. I go, okay, and then I, I get out, and he starts spraying on this Lysol in the limo. Uh-huh. And then his dad comes out with a whole bunch of security goons, and they all get in the limo and they take off. Mm-hmm. hmm Well, I don't know if that uh, was – I'm not sure if Doug Trump was uh, was Trump's son, actually, Roy. It sounds like that was uh, Trump's limo driver. Why do you always got to spoil my good time? Well, I mean, I'm not trying to spoil your good time. I'm just trying to hold you to some some basic tenets of of reality here. 
It's Maybe all... I want to hold you to basic tennis. Okay. Well, what, what what did Doug Trump look like? Latino, mid seventies. Yeah, that's not that's not Donald Trump's son. Mid seventies. Well, we'll differ on this. Yeah, mid mid seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Roy. What else were you talking about when you... Did you say something about surgery? Yeah, open heart surgery. Open heart surgery? Yeah. You have to get open heart surgery? Yeah. I got some really bad clogs going on. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, the doctor said I got a real bad case of Philly heart. Philly heart? What is Philly heart? Well, you know, it comes from decades of nothing but hoagies. Cheese steaks, tasty cakes, fries, Frank sodas, nachos, peanut chews. Uh-huh. Well, look, I'm I'm sorry. Open heart surgery is is a pretty big deal. Well, yeah, it is. But like I said, I may be having it, but I might not have it. Wait, you need it, but yeah. you might not have it. Well, you have. If you need it, you have to have it. Look. First of all, Roy don't got to do nothing, okay? And B, I lost my faith in my surgeon. Why, why did you lose faith in your surgeon? Well, the other day I was at Wawa, you know, picking up some Enemans black and white sheet cakes for dinner. Uh-huh. And I look over, and who's at the electronic hoagie ordering station but my surgeon? Your surgeon? Yeah, and, you know, I'm... I, I don't want to break the patient doctor oath, so I don't say nothing to him. Mm-hmm. And so I just observe, just observing him, you know, from back behind the Pringles rack. Okay. Tom, did you know they got a whole line of cayenne-infused chips now? A line of, of what chips? Cayenne pepper. Okay. Yeah. It's like kisses playing in your mouth, but they're only doing hotter than hell, burn bitch, burn and firehouse. Wow, those are some fiery chips. Hot, hot chips. Yeah. Hot songs, hot chips. Yeah. So anyway, I'm standing there behind the Pringles, and I'm studying my surgeon as he's ordering his out. Yeah. You're never going to believe what he did. What? He ordered extra banana peppers. <laughs> so? So? What kind of psychopath does that? Well, a lot of people like banana peppers. Well, yeah, and to a man, they're all serial killers. Really? Oh, yeah. Ted Bundy? Yeah. Flagrant banana pepper head. Uh-huh. But you'll never believe what I saw my surgeon do next. What? <laughs> You're crying. I am. He ordered his roll toasted. Okay. Well, I don't look. Sometimes I like to get my uh, uh, hoagie roll toasted. Ah, what? Ah, get behind me, demon of Hades! <laughs> what is going on? What is that? What was what I just said? Yeah. Oh, that's from the Vatican's handbook on exercising sandwiches. Why? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Maybe you're the dumbest thing I ever heard. Okay, well, maybe maybe I'm not, and maybe you're still the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
Wait, slow down. No, I'm not going <laughs> to slow. You can hang with that. No, it was tough. Yeah, well... Yeah. I was doing whippets. Okay. Well, maybe about a that, minute ago. Yeah, well, it's not like you need open-heart surgery or anything, so you're doing whippets. That's a... Oh. Yeah, this is this is as stupid as anything I've ever heard, Roy. No, it ain't. But you know, I, I'll tell you, it reminds me of it reminds me of that episode of What's Happening when Raj sees his therapist in a thong and he don't want to go back to him no more. I don't think that was an episode of What's Happening. It's, I think that was an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. What's that? It's uh, well, it's a, it's a TV show. You're acting so shocked at it. So. Look, I thought it was a book or something. No, look. And you know about my relationship with books. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody listening can figure out your relationship with books. I don't like to hold them. Uh-huh. So, Roy, you're saying that you are not going to have open-heart surgery that you need because right. you saw your surgeon ordering uh, 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 his hoagie with banana peppers and he wanted the roll toasted. Yeah. What kind of monster did I raise? What? What kind of monster? What do you mean, what kind of monster did I raise? Did I stutter? Do you want me to turn it up? You know what that's from, don't you? No, I don't. Crack a John Hughes movie featuring the greatest wrestling uniform joke of all time much? It don't sound like you do. What movie was that? Oh, come on, The Breakfast Club! Okay, The Breakfast Club. I'm sorry I'm not as up on uh, every line from The Breakfast Club. Do you uh, wear tights? No, I wear the required uniform. These are, these are quotes from Breakfast Club? Uh, yeah! Uh-huh. Uh, Richard, uh, Dick, will milk be made available for us? Okay. Those are great lines. Look, it, it, I'm glad you're such a huge Breakfast Club fan. But, uh, I, I, I'm more, I gotta say, I'm much more concerned. I feel, it feels like you're like avoiding discussing the important matter at hand. No, man, no, I ain't. Yeah. Let's talk more about this surgery. Uh, who, who is this surgeon of yours? Roy Ziegler. Wait, what did you just say? Royden H. Ziegler. Roy Jr. Yeah. Roy Jr. is your surgeon. Yeah, why? Uh-huh. Well, why? Why is... He's not a surgeon, for starters. No, but he's getting real good at it. At surgery. Oh, yeah, yeah. He practices on an old blocking dummy we stole from the Temple football team. I don't, I want nothing to do with this. The idea that you're going to let your son practice open heart surgery on you because you've seen him get good at practicing surgery on a blocking dummy you stole from a football field. Yeah, he gets most of the stuffing back in. Oh, Roy. Oh, Roy. I don't like how you're talking to me. You're being a real munch butt. Oh, okay. I Look, don't I'm, I'm I don't. sorry I lashed out at you. Okay. I got a lot of stuff going on. I'll tell you what. There's something I didn't want to bring up, but I'll bring it up, okay? What's that? This Ashley Madison hack has got me really on pens and needles right now. Oh, Roy. Don't tell me you have an Ashley Madison account. Don't you? Don't. I, no, I don't. Oh, really? 
Yeah, really. You, you seem like you'd get really wild. Ugh. No. No. Well, look, I'm just following the law of the Philly jungle, which is, of course, when the wife's at work, I get to be a jerk. <laughs> That's... <laughs> When the, yeah, that that old standby, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you get that put on your tombstone? Oh no! Are you kidding me? I need I need my my reputation to to be to be sparkling when I pass on. If I pass on. If. Yeah, I'm thinking about not dying. Oh, you, yeah. You're giving that some thought. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically. So. So you're <laughs> I've never heard you make that sound before and I hope to never hear you make it again. Okay. Um fair enough. So you're worried that Rhoda is going to find out you've been kind of uh running around behind her back. Oh, no, she knows all about that. I'm a scared she's going to yell at me for using her debit card. For the Ashley Madison account? Yeah. You're worried that's how she's going to get in. <laughs> well, you just did it again. You did it I again. I just saw a mouse run by, and it had a little Flyers jersey on. Oh, that's actually cute. Right? That's what happens down there in Philly. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I saw it again. Oh, I mean, I'm not sure why. When you see the mouse, you have to say "yeah." Like I don't that. know. It's like it's like a, it's a Pavlovian response, I guess. Right? Like he's like you're keeping the mouse at bay by exactly. doing that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm keeping it in a bay. Yeah. Oh, ha- hang on. Hang on, Joaquin. Hey, I don't mind you cranking tunes. But have some respect for me, Familia, okay? Oh. What, 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 I don't know what that just was. What, do you have a house guest? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. He's getting more than a little on my nerves, to be honest, right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, a bro, he's a bro in need, so I got to honor the code, right? Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, El Chapo's cool, but, but he just needs to respect the house rules a little better. Yeah. Okay. Hey, have you seen this new show, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll? I'll tell you, man, Hollywood finally gets it right when it comes to an accurate portrayal of what it's like to be in a rock band. What do you think about it? Yeah, I thought the show was pretty stupid. I mean, it was, uh, I just the idea that this band is supposed to be, like, doing, doing Boston rock and... Wait, did you say something about El Chapo a yeah. second ago? And, and okay. Who, he's your. Wait, you don't mean El Chapo, the head of the. Uh, how do you say it? Like Sinaloa. See, si, Porquet cartel. See. Si. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who escaped uh, from a Mexican prison like two weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And can I just ask you a question, uh, Roy? Sure. How do you know? Uh, El Chapo, I guess, is part one of the question. And then the second part is going to be, why is he staying with you in Philadelphia? Oh, well, for starters, we're tight bros from way back when. 
Uh-huh. What? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to make a joke about, um, you know, how your favorite guitarists are, uh, like Gilly, David Gilmore, Richie Blackmore, uh, was it like Robin Trower at the Troubadour, I think, and then Jimmy Page? What? Why, why would I do that? You know, t- tight bros from way back. Yeah, I said we were. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, Tom, sometimes I think it's you, not me, who's the mentally disturbed part of this friendship. Uh, so, uh, just answer the question. Okay, I'll, I'll nutshell it for you, okay? Uh-huh, okay. Okay, well look, maybe I'm talking out of school here, but back in the early to mid-80s, it's no secret that the Philly rock scene was fueled by Mexican Mexican funnel cake sugar. Mm-hmm, okay. Tom, that's slang for rails. Yeah, okay, I kind of figured that out. Okay. Well, anywho, it also ain't no secret that 90% of the aforementioned sugar Mm -hmm. was coming from the Sinaloa cartel. Okay. The other 10% was, of course, coming from the Phillies baseball team, as a previous caller explained in vivid, humorous detail a few weeks ago. Yeah, a guy called up and talked about, a baseball player talked about how baseball exists to sell drugs. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, who... um, El Chapo was just a foot soldier back then. Okay. And his beat was Philly. Okay. He was, supply- he was supplying Krell to everyone back then. You know, the A's, Robert Hazard, Ken Queter, Dick Tracy, McRad, Why Die, The Impossible Years, Sadistic Exploits, Bunny Drums, uh, Executive Slacks, Bricklin, Cinderella, who else? Uh, Five Story Fall, No Milk. Flag of Democracy, Narthex, uh, Ruin, Psychotic Norman, Brittany Fox, Hair Club for Men, The Automatics, uh, Electric Love Muffin, to name just a couple. Wow, a lot of good bands in there. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. I'll tell you one other thing. Yeah. He was super tight with the Hooters. Okay. Oh, yeah. He bankrolled their Amore EP. El Chapo. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I never oh, heard yeah. that. He advised them to start wearing those multicolored jumpsuits. Uh-huh. Yeah, said it made him look more fun. That <laughs> made him look more fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, that's also him singing backups on Punk Rock Girl. The Dead Milkmen. Yeah. Song. Oh, yeah. He was their first tour manager until Dan Mapp got on board. Oh, I, I know who Dan is. Oh, yeah. It's a party. Uh-huh. Anywho, I met El Chapo at one of those all-night hardcore shows at Love Hall back in 83. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what a bill. Minutemen, Husker Du, White Cross from Virginia, Circle of S Hit, and some others I don't remember because I was doing mucho rails. Uh-huh. And at one point during Everything Falls Apart, yeah. Chapo and me, we jumped off the balcony holding hands. Okay. It was awesome. But th- we also took out Greg Norton's bass rig in the process. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was bad. But it, ultimately, it was no biggie, though, because Chapo just pulled, he peeled off a wad of bills and he handed it to Greg and he gave him an extra 20 bucks for mustache wax. Roy, I, you know, I've known you for uh, a long time. Yeah. And, uh, 
you've told me a lot of different things, and I have to say that story you just told me might very well be the weirdest thing you've ever said. Well, that means a lot to me. Thank you, Frank. Uh-huh. Tom. Oh, Tom, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But anywho, yeah. me and Chopper have been buds ever since, and I've been sending him Philly care packages with tasty cakes and peanut shoes ever since then, and he sends me packages with, well, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I can guess what the yeah. packages are. Yeah. So anyway, when he busted out of L7, uh-huh. he made his way to Roxborough. And he's been hanging out here the whole time, and he blends in real good. Because don't nobody give a rip here. In Philly. Yeah. People just don't care past no, a certain no. point. Uh-huh. No. Well, I mean, I guess that's, uh... Oh, no. Wait, what, what, what's going on, Roy? Oh, hang on. What? Oh, no. What? Old Doug must have told Donald Trump that El Chapo's here. Because the Donald just pulled up in a double-stretch limo. Wait, you you told him, the Doug Trump, that El Chapo's staying with you? Look, when I vape, I get loose lips and I brag about stuff. Just like that poster from World War Two. Don't vape and talk. Or it's the plank he's going to walk. Remember that poster? No, I, I don't remember. I don't remember any motivational, uh, inspirational World War II posters that uh, mentioned vaping. Look, this is no time for micromanaging my use and or misuse of the English language, okay? Okay, well, you're the one who brought it up and asked me if I knew it, so I'm well, just answering your question. Well, don't yell. I'm not yelling. I'm just oh, trying no. to... What? Oh, no. What's going on El now? El Chapo's muy angry. He's getting in my dune buggy. What? We, he's getting in your dune buggy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no, he's out in the middle of the street. In your dune buggy. Yeah. Which I did oh. not think was working, but I'm glad. I, I guess good he's, news is it's back on It's back on the oh, road again. He's a great mechanic. He should do work on your car sometime. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's facing Trump's limo. Okay. Oh no, he's revving it up! The buggy? Oh no, he's revving the buggy up! Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, he stopped. Oh, that's a relief. Wait, what is that? Oh, yeah, he put a Mexican horn on my dune buggy. A Mexican horn. Yeah. Okay, that's what? troubling. But, I know. Yeah. What oh, no. It? Yeah. Now Trump's revving his limo. Oh, no. It's got like a 14-cylinder in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he, he cut it off. Oh, okay. Well, that's a... So it's all... What's that? What is that? Is that the... Who just honked? That was Trump. That was Trump? Yeah. His limo's got two horns. Yo, know, I, I would figure his limo would have two horns. Cause he's right, pretty, wouldn't you? He's like, a, he can afford it. Sure, and he would tell everybody that he can afford it, too. Exactly. He's a braggart. 
What was that? Yeah. I don't know what that was. The dune buggy's got two Mexican horns. If that was a horn? Yeah, well, you know, it's not like a, a traditional horn. They do things a bit differently down there. Yeah, okay. Well, it sounds like you've got a real... God, God help me for saying this. It's a, 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 literally a, a, like a stand, like a Mexican standoff, like in a movie. Go on. I don't know if you heard that, but I dropped my phone. Yeah, I did. I did hear that. Well, it's all one big joke to you, isn't it, Tom? Uh huh. Well, no, I was trying to make a reference that would keep it in check with why what. And I'll tell you one thing. Yeah? This is why you never get asked to go on Bob's Burgers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I haven't yep. been asked to be on Bob's. That's right. Oh, and you know what? I'm, I'm paging through TV Guide right now. Yeah? Looks like Mike's going to be on this week. On Bob's Burgers. Mike yep. is on Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Says here he's playing a character. Let me see. Uh, Tim the Wiener Man. Tim the Wiener Man. Yeah. I... What is I, <laughs> that, I don't know what it is. I don't know either. I didn't know Mike was um Things are taking off for him, I tell you. Mike is doing pretty good lately, I gotta say. He had that song, I don't know if you heard it. I was the first person to buy it. You were the okay. And then he had the uh uh the, the children's uh audio book he wrote. Oh, I loved it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty I impressive. think it would have been ruined if you narrated it. Uh-huh. Well, I yeah. didn't. So that's a it's a I was not I was not asked, so it's a moot point. Nope. It's a madhouse out there, Tom. Oh, What's man. going on? I don't like it. Oh. Oh no. Oh, no, it's all going down. Oh. Everyone's revving. Okay. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Chopper's barreling towards Trump. Oh, my God. Is that an explosion? It was worse. Out of smoke. Uh huh. I don't like the looks of this at all. Yeah. Nothing's happening out there, Tom. Well, it's quiet now. El Chapo's alive. He's alive! Yeah, yeah. He's... So that's that's El Chapo's music playing oh, in the yeah. background? That's his I'm Alive music. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty on the nose. Um, but... But... So, but... 
thank God he's alive. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. What, what he's about, a hero. Yeah, what about Trump? Oh, I think he bought it. <laughs> he bought it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom. What's that? The best news of all. Yeah. El Chapo is en route to New Jersey right now. Oh, is that, wait, how is that the best news? Well, I gave him your address. Oh, well, thank you for that, Roy. Uh, oh, yeah, but don't worry. He's only going to be staying with you for three weeks. Oh, okay. Oh, only three weeks. Yeah. Well, that's You're going to love it, unless he kills you. Okay. I got to go. Happy summer. Arriba, arriba. Well, well, how about that? I don't even know what to say. I'm not sure what to make of any of that. Oh, my goodness. So Donald Trump, I guess, just bought it on the street. El Chapo got him. And um, now he's coming to my house. Okay, that's that's a comforting feeling. That he's, uh, that he's on his way. Uh, yeah. How about that, Mike? Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) Oh, I don't even know what to, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's gonna happen now. He's coming, I guess. Maybe I his music. What about that music? Like he bought a, he bought a, like a, a, oh, that is, oh, I guess the, I guess the headline is that El Chapo's coming for me. I guess I can't lose. I can't get too caught up in the music, El, (laughs) into that. Yeah, I guess that's what I should focus on more is that this, uh, maniac, is on his way to get me. Um, my friends, did I tell you about, did I tell you about, uh, about, uh, uh, the, the Sharpling and Worcester live shows? Do you know about them? Do you? Well, if you don't, you bet, you best know about them. You guys got all these people saying, all these people saying, how do I help? The best show. Well, Andrew Dice Clay's wife, what you do is you come see Sharpling and Worcester live. We will be performing in late August and early September. West Coast shows. Thursday, August 27th in Seattle, Washington at Numo's. Tickets are on sale. And you can get tickets by going to stereolaughs.com. That's stereo, the word stereo, and then L-A-F-F-S dot com. Thursday, August 27th, Seattle, Washington, Numos. Saturday, August 29th, Portland, Oregon at Doug Fur. Thursday, September 3rd in San Francisco at the Great American Music Hall. And Saturday, September 5th, Los Angeles, at the El Rey Theater. Tickets are on sale now. 
They are selling. Shows are going to start selling out. I don't want to hear that you missed out on the shows. I'm telling you, I don't want to hear it. I couldn't get tickets. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. You come crying saying you can't get tickets. You, you forewarned is forearmed. Right, Mike? That's right. That's how you help the show. You support these live shows. That's how the show keeps going. Sharpling and Worcester Live. August 27th, August 29th, September 3rd, September 5th. Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Stereolaughs.com slash tour for more information. And again, that's laughs, L-A-F-F-S. Head over. Get those tickets. Support the show. And right now, I want you. We played it a couple weeks ago. And there were technical problems and it sounded like we were in an echo chamber listening to the first 15 seconds of Smash Blocked, which was not meant to be the effect we were looking for. You know what I'm talking about, Mike? No. Please. No. Help me. Right? When he's like, smash, smash, smashed. Block, block, blocked. No, it was not meant to sound like that. We were playing La Luz or La Luz. I don't know how to say it. La Luz. I can say Luz. La Luz. I'll say Luz. Luz. From their great album, It's Alive, we're going to hear the title track right now. It's on the Hardly Art label. Check it out. Oh, no, we don't hear it twice. Look, the song is so nice, we could hear it twice, but we have to do 30. 30 names on the old worst 100 list. The worst fictional, worst 100 fictional characters of all time. We're going to go like lightning itself for the next hour. And tonight, we will be doing the half-hour power of the best show, post-show. Uh, Rapid-fire, unscreened phone calls. AP Mike will be here uh, off of his suspension. For his outrageous yoga pants comment. The comment that, that sent shockwaves through the internet. Hey man, it's getting to the point. People, it's like we're we're, we're doing it's a, it's a, you know you don't want you want no comedy here, you want none. You know you don't want Mike to goof around. Be Mike. Because it's a it's a character. It's a character. He's a normal guy in real life. He's normal. Uh Uh-oh, here comes Dudio. He's got a pink... What's this? This is how many I need? You're kidding me. We have to fill 58 slots on this thing? Well, watch this. You don't think I can do it, do you? 
Keep that door open a little bit. I want to hear the cheers when I fill this thing out. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, this is Roxy in Los Angeles. Roxy in Los Angeles. Do I know this Roxy in Los Angeles? You do. Well, how are you, Roxy in Los Angeles? I'm I'm doing well. How are you, Tom? I'm good. That's good. <laughs> are you still uh, uh, having fun in Lipstick City? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's summer in L.A. It's the best. Yeah. It's some, hot. Yeah, summer yeah. in L.A. And you got... A half inch of rain. Are you okay? Yeah, we're okay. We survived. I like how it's this thing where it's like, it, we're so scared that it's raining. It's like, well, the thing is, it gets so hot, so the the freeways are like really slick because it's oily. So like when it rains, if I hear I one know, more time about the oil, the, the oils come out of the road. Well, <laughs> everybody's driving four miles. I've been out there when it rains. People are driving four miles an hour. I know. All right. Let's, I know. Look, what do you have anything for this worst 100 list, Roxy? I do. I do. I only have one, but I okay. think it's a good one. What is? I it? I hope it's a good one. Who is uh, it? Zach Zach Braff character Andrew Largeman from Garden State. Yeah, that's a very good one. Let's yeah. put that. Uh... Hey, Dudio. Dudio quit. He just quit. I just found out. Oh. Well, how about Bye. that, Roxy? AP Mike <laughs> is suspended. For uh, uh, for his lewd uh, yoga <laughs> pants comment, when someone uh, said someone said uh, they did yoga, and then Mike said, "Do you own yoga pants?" I remember that. That made me feel very uncomfortable. But it was it's it wasn't like it was like going. He's, I know, but it's weird. Look, yeah, it's weird. But he's trying to yeah. freak me out. He's trying to freak everyone out. Yeah. Did you laugh? <laughs> you laughed though when he said it, right? Because you were like, oh, no, I didn't Mike. laugh. You didn't? You I did, were ooh, Yeah, ooh. okay. Well, sometimes that's that's the that's that's called a creep laugh in the business. <laughs> you call that a creep sorry. laugh. There's sorry, laugh sorry. laughs. Sometimes you laugh. Remember like when, when uh, uh, in uh, uh, the, the, the movie Wild Bunch, when uh, sometimes you laugh when like, a, uh, when, like a, a duck crosses a street and everybody's like, oh, look at all the cars stopped. And then in Wild Bunch, everyone laughed when when uh, Ernest Borgnine shot that guy. When when <laughs> William Holden shot the person, and then Ernest, Ernest Borgnine just went. <laughs> Sometimes you laugh because of things like that. Mike's thing yeah. was a little closer to to that. So yeah, yeah. agreed. Totally. He, look, um, but again, I'll say this: it's a character. I know. He's I know. normal in real life. He is, yeah. trust me. He wouldn't be here every week if he wasn't. You think I'd be there with, with an actual weirdo like that? No. I don't know. You don't know? You well you have I, seen some I, of the I, you've seen some of the people that uh uh that uh, uh run I uh, run with my crew, mm-hmm. right? Driving yeah, up Sunset. Your crew. We drive up your Sunset. LA crew. Yeah. Drive up Sunset with just, the boys. Just like Entourage. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. No, you can be in the car with us. I didn't say it was just yeah, the boys. It'd be me. Okay. It'll be me, you, Mike Kroll, and uh, <laughs> who else? Maybe Fogelnest? Maybe. If he wants to come. Nah, I don't know about Fogelnest. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, Fogelnest then. <laughs> All right, he's Fogelnest in. Fogelnest can be know. in the car. Fine. I don't know if he'll want to be in now. He's in the but, trunk. Uh, Put him in the trunk. 
right? <laughs> no, he can be in the no. back seat. It'll be me driving. Where are you in the car? Sick. Can I sit in the front seat? Can I get car Okay, sick? fine. You're in the front seat. Thank you. And then it'll Thanks. be. Uh, I'm putting. I'm still putting Fogel Nest in the trunk. I'm putting uh, uh, Sparky Pop. <laughs> Sparky Pop's in the front, in the back passenger side, and then mm-hmm. Mike Kroll can be on the pa- back driver's side. Cool. How's that? And with Jake Fogelness kicking and screaming in, in the, the trunk. Just what like about in, on the top? Like just, one of those like old plastic container things you take camping? Like a Pope mobile? Like it's a Pope? <laughs> like, well, you want them in a glass case? Like it's a, like, like I'll press a button and then money will swirl around in it? And he you could try to grab as many. To be in the trunk, so. he, has, he has sixty seconds to grab as much money as he can. Yeah. What if that? What if the Pope had that in that Pope mobile thing? <laughs> if suddenly the Pope's driving around and then somebody throws a switch and then like money starts swirling around in there. I think more people would go to church probably. So. Or more people Maybe. would want to be Pope then. At the or more least. people would want to be the Pope if you got to That's get in the Pope. If you got to get in the the Pope uh, box where the money swirls around. All right, here we go. What is this character's name again? Andrew Largeman. Andrew Largeman. Dudio, are you back? Yeah. Andrew Largeman. I'm going to put him at number uh, uh, 37, right above Silent Bob. Well, Roxy. <laughs> Both New Jersey characters. There we Very go. Good. It's a little New Jersey block right there. Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you for the call, Roxy. I hope I hope to uh, to talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks so much. Have a good night. And you have a great night. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Best show, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, yes. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. This Hi. is Matthew in Chicago. Matthew in Chicago. What do you got for the list, buddy? I've got the judge from the Bob Dylan song, Joey. Mike? The judge from the Bob Dylan song, Joey. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's put the judge from the Bob Dylan song Joey at uh number at number 79. Great. All right. Thanks, buddy. Well, Best show you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Mick from Wisconsin. Mick from Wisconsin. What's up, Mick? Hey, I have a bunch of characters for the topic. Uh oh. I, it was a slow day at work, so I just wrote off all of the worst characters that I could think of. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. All right. So I'm just going to put out these two first because these ones I think I'm kind of on the fence about. Jay Gatsby from The Great Gatsby and Holden Caulfield from Catcher in the Rye. Now, these are very literary references. I don't know if uh, I was reading online the guy, uh, this guy Fredericks who was just like, why they mention TV so much? Right? Why they mention right. TV? Fine, what am I supposed to make? Rascal Nikov, you want him to be the... All right, at number one on the list, Rascal Nikov. And number two, Humbert Humbert. Does that make you happy? Eggheads, these phony baloney eggheads? Well, I have more... All right, what do like, you got? Those are, those are two, those are, those are eggheaded. Okay. Uh, how about the Smurfs, just all of them? Smurfs are terrible, but uh, uh, they're more repellent to me. I'm going to skip the Smurfs. Who else you got? 
the kids in the tricks commercials that won't give the the punk kids that won't give the rabbit any cereal. Yeah, that's those are good. All kids in tricks commercials because why would you not just not give the rabbit? It's it's a it's a three dollar box of cereal. Yeah, you know, tricks are right. for kids. It's like the rabbit would process that stuff better than the, the kids at this point. Number uh, uh, blah, 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 86, Kids in the Tricks commercial. Anybody else? Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to give this guy any more recognition than uh, he already got, but a few weeks ago that during the half hour of power, that guy that called in and did his anonymous character, he may have been one of the worst characters I've ever heard. Yeah, no. Sorry. All right. And then... Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. I got one for the topic. Who's this? Uh, this is Mickey from Duluth. What's up, Mickey? Uh, my wife is having a slip and slide party right now, so I'm just hanging out and babysitting. Okay, let's put your wife here with the slip and slide party. Um, oh, wait, no. Oh, I thought you wanted what? me to put her on the list. I'm sorry. Oh, no, uh, she does not need to be on the list. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, my uh, my character for the topic is uh, Guy Noir, uh, Garrison Keillor's guy. From- yeah, very good, very yeah. good. Uh, number 24, Guy Noir. Awesome, thanks. Thanks, buddy. All right, here's a couple of mine. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, I'm looking at the list here. Jerry Seinfeld at number one. I'm going to let that stand. I got the hankering for a hunk of cheese guy at number two. From the thing. I'm going to slide him down to, uh, to uh, 33. And in number two, we're going to put uh, Billy Crystal Jazz Man. What do you think about that, Mike? Uh, then number three, Johnny Rock from Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Number four, the cast of Sons of Anarchy. Let's see here. Um, a couple of, a couple of, I've been reading what people are writing online and a couple of mine. Uh, buh, 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 buh. What do you think about Roe April, Mike? Remember Jackie April's widow? Who's always like... Always crying, right? Wasn't she? Wasn't she always like uh, giving uh, Carmela grief? I thought that was uh, Big D's uh, wife. Big D's wife. Big P. Big P. Big P. Oh yeah, yeah. She she was. Uh... Well, should Janice be on it then? Still a good character though. Yeah, I agree. Can you figure out someone from The Sopranos? I there's got to be a, a, a do we who do we have from The Sopranos on here? Father Phil. I think we have uh, Father Phil's at forty nine on the list right now. We should find there. There's got to be a woman who would fit the list uh, to be the 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 uh, the uh, female equivalent of Father Phil. Best show. You're on the air. Somebody said hey, Artie. Thomas. Somebody said Artie Bucco. I don't know Artie Bucco. I'm not sure who that is actually. It's a warm and convivial uh, host. Remember? No. Warm and conv- I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm talking to Mike, you buffoon. Oh, who is, well, who is this? This is Paul from Pasadena, California. Paul from Pasadena, what's up, buddy? Hey, I got a couple uh, for the uh, stupid list. What do you got? You got going. I got uh, Mr. Slate from the Flintstones. Mr. Slate from the Flintstones. He's annoying. He's uh, the worst boss ever. Who else you got? 
I've got uh, E.T. E.T., yes. E.T. will definitely make the list. He's annoying. You just want to kick him, right? E.T., number 47, right above Cotton-Eyed Joe. E.T. Right on. Right on. And then uh, I've seen it keep coming up online. People keep hitting Great Gazoo. Uh, Great Gazoo goes right above E.T. at 46. Cool. Have a good night, Tom. You too. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. It's Spoonie in Brooklyn. How are you? Spoonie. Oh, the classic... uh, it's a classic uh, call from Spoonie. Not quite Peyton Reed classic, but well, medium no, classic. All-timer, all-timer. Spoonie. What's Thanks. up, Spoonie? I wanted to throw something on your worst 100 list. No, what do you got? Batman. Who? Batman. Batman. He's a, yeah. Wait, Mike is saying, jerk. Mike says the character who got shot in the tub. In the, Which character is that? All right, Mike, get out of here. And he shuts the door for the 85th time. I, I... So, Batman. Why? Tell me why Batman should be on the list. Rich kid? He's a rich jerk. It's like a rich yeah, he's jerk? Like, he's like a rich jerk. His, his alter ego is like is just like a rich jerk. And then when he's a superhero, he's just a violent jerk. Yeah. Guys on the spectrum. He's not like the great detective. He sure. just throws money into every situation. Yeah, I'm going to say that. You know what? Batman would be like if Donald Trump had a cowl, right? <laughs> right? If Donald Trump was into ultimate fighting. Yeah. Donald Trump into ultimate fighting equals Batman. Spoonie, you're 100% right. Number 85, Batman. All right. Thanks, that's Tom. Gonna, that's going to set some people off. That's incendiary. Well, what do you <laughs> think about that? Let me run a couple by you since you're such a good judge of uh, of people. Uh the snot from the Mucinex commercial. Remember the, the that one, like Ralph Cramden looking uh, uh, pile of mucus. You, you know what? Him? I don't remember that. Okay, you don't know. What about uh, what about uh, 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 let's see here. Uh, the blonde dude from uh, Street Fighter video game. Remember him? Oh yeah, that blow dried dude. Yeah, yeah, he's on the list. Ken, was that his name? Ken? Oh, Ken. Very credible name. Was it Ken, anyone? Ken? Yeah, yeah, it was Ken. Ken from Street Fighter. Number, f- uh, let's put him at, uh, 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 b- 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 uh, 68. Ken from Street Fighter. There, there must have been a lot of contempt that went into that character, because they were like, let's just make him some violent blonde American guy. What's yeah. the name like that? And they're like, Ken. <laughs> yeah, Ken. Cookie puss Somebody put that on uh, tw- on uh, Twitter. They suggested Cookie puss I, out of principle, yeah, but now that just makes you want a Cookie puss cake. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that you're saying no then to that. Uh, yeah, you know, let's yeah. see. Stifler from the American Pie movies. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Uh, 29 for Stifler from American Pie movies. Uh, Watto, people are saying. Watto from the Star Wars things, the, the offensive, uh, creep, uh, who's like. Yeah, a, where he just kind of flies around on tiny wings like a, yeah. like a gross cupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, all right. Uh, Watto, let's put Watto, uh, at number, uh, Watto goes at number uh, seventy-three, right above Chris Gaines. Um, and he was and he was a slave trader too, but yes. he was like a funny slave trader. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, who else do we have on the list? Pillsbury Doughboy, somebody suggested. Nah. They're not moving you? Nah, no. Okay. It doesn't, right, doesn't inspire enough. anger. <laughs> uh, the General from the commercials. The General. Yeah. The General. Let's put the General at number 90. Right above Matt. Oh, no, that's too close to Mel. Let's put the General at uh, 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 70, please. General from the General commercials at number 70. Uh, what war crimes are in that guy's past? Let's see here. People keep saying Junior from Smokey and the Band. It's not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> um, they uh, No, Matthew Perry from The Odd Couple? No. What about that... Woman who Matthew Perry dated on Friends. Remember the one that Joey hated so much? Remember her? No, I, I don't remember that. I can't, I can't keep track of their romantic interests. Studio, do you remember? Janice. Janice from Friends. Oh, yeah. No, I think? didn't hate her. Yeah, okay. Let it slide then. I'm going on things people suggested here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Parker Posey and Dazed and Confused. Um, yeah, let's put her. What do you think of that? Remember her? Pouring yeah. ketchup all over the, the people, the kids. Um, the bully. She was a bully. Let's put her, uh, Parker Posey at 36 from Dazed and Confused. All right. Any, any, uh, other characters come to mind? Any, any, uh, the, I had uh, a back burner. Who do you got? Remember Henry Henry Chinaski from Barfly, Mickey Rourke's character. Mike. This this is Mike's wheelhouse, I guess. Thoughts. Mike will accept your judgment on that. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know it. I didn't see that movie. Uh, Pretty disgusting. Play. I was told Marty Funkhauser was not put on the list yet. The uh, the character that Super Dave played. Let's put him at uh, uh, let's put him at uh, uh, the uh, twenty-seven. Let's see here. Yeah, Jason uh, from Al- Huntsville, Alabama, is suggesting Quentin Tarantino's character from Pulp Fiction. That's a pretty bad character. I'm surprised he's not on the list already. Yeah, let's put him uh, number thirteen. Okay, right above C3PO. Um. <laughs> Buckethead, I'm looking here for suggestions. The people on the Good Friends uh, Kashi box, no. Um, Captain Crunch, it's pretty bad, but not bad enough. Um, what about King Vitamin? He, he's 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 uh, defrocked uh, at this point. He, can, <laughs> he he gets no traction. He's in exile. Yeah, he he nothing. Uh, the, the the owl from the Tootsie Roll commercial from Tootsie Pop? No. Um, let's see here. Uh, other suggestions. Damone from uh, from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, he goes in at number eight. Okay. Yeah. Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We got that. Uh, the Dell dude. No. Um, let's see here. Uh, John Goodman's character in the movie Flight. Did you see the movie Flight? I did, where he was he was a drug dealer with the on-the-nose theme uh, the Rolling Stones song, Sympathy for the Devil. The one where he was like, you're on the dark bad. side of the moon! <laughs> yeah. Right? Remember that? He, that's like what boomers think a cool guy is now. Number 23, John Goodman's character in... Uh, oh, here's a good one. Luke Maxwell on Twitter just suggested... Uh, uh, 
this guy who he operates under the name Jixby Phillips. He was one of the he was one of the the one of the the kingmakers over at the special thing uh, message board, which was this uh, this comedy message board uh, that now uh, I saw some e some e tumbleweed rolling through there the other day. You know what I mean? Get it? Yeah. E tumbleweed roll through there. Not a whole lot of posts uh, going up there. I think I saw a post about the third episode of the uh, Jimmy Parton podcast just went up, one of the more recent ones. Um, he suggested Sylvester P. Smythe, the Cracked Magazine mascot. That is fantastic. He goes in at 57. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's a really good pick. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Greedy Gretchen from... Three's Company, no. I'm going to overrule that. Um, Mike, do you know the Mucinex muse, mucus? Yeah. 41 for that. Between Now, that's too close to California raisins. Uh, let's go to 61 for the Mucinex muse, mucus uh, right below fake Space Jam Michael Jordan. Um, oh, yeah, I Googled that. It's the green blob. Yeah. Yeah, like the it's oh, like a ew, weird, yeah. weird hard hat, weird hard hat uh, pile of mucus. The the broadest stereotype, yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah the broadest stereotype. Okay, Cliff, here we go. Dean uh, on Twitter saying here, uh, Cliff, Cliff Paul, Chris Paul's uh, uh, insurance selling brother. Yes, uh, forty one between Richie Rich and the California Raisins. Um, Oof. Uh, California Raisins, I have at 42. Wherever, just I- anywhere in there if you can put Cliff Paul. Uh, let's see. Another rich jerk who just throws money in this situation. He does, he yes. adventures. He just yeah. has cash. Yeah. Somebody, uh, Courtney, uh, Brooke, pitching the, uh, the I learned it from you, Dad guy from the thing. Now he's, that kid sucks and that guy sucks also. <laughs> Um, they're in jail together right now. Yeah, they're in jail for their father-son uh, meth manufacturing <laughs> business. That was that was that, that commercial was. I learned it from you. Well, let me teach you something new, son. And they go down into dad's basement, and then they start ma- making meth together. Spoonie can testify against each other. <laughs> Spoonie, thank you so much for the call. You're you're a top notch, and I, I miss you, and I'm so glad to hear from you. Oh. All right, great. All right, let's talk. Bye. We'll talk later. Take care. Bye. Bye. What do you got, Mike? Mike's got Calgaro, Orello, or Anello, Meadows' boyfriend who gets whacked, charged with second-degree murder in a burglary in real life. I don't care what happened in real life, Mike. What are you? What are you? AJ Benza? You doing the real Hollywood story? Well, uh, I got it. I seriously bring back Sebastian. Bring back AP Sebastian. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Adam from Tampa. What's up, Adam? Got a couple for the topic, and I uh, just wanted to let you know, my wife got me the box set for my birthday, and it's fantastic, and, oh, I, love it, and I love having it. Good, I love it. The best show, box, Sharpling and Worcester, best of the best show box, over at numerogroup.com, and also... People of Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, do not miss the chance to see Sharpling and Worcester live this August and September. Tour dates are up 
at stereolaughs.com slash tour. And uh, it would be a mistake if you missed that. I'm telling you right now. Don't do it. Um, let's see here. Somebody saying Tommy Gunn from Rocky Five. Now, what do you, who do you have for the, for the thing, buddy? What do you got? I have a couple. Um, let's I'm going to start with one that I've, I've been hitting on a couple weeks now. Uh, Richie Petrie from the Dick Van Dyke Show. Who, the kid? Yeah, he's the no. absolute worst. No, I'm not putting him on. Just because he's a kid? Yeah, he's a kid. What do you want? He's what pretty you, awful, though. What do you think about Dennis DeYoung's character from uh, the the uh, the Desert Moon video? How about Dennis DeYoung in general? No. How about Dennis DeYoung from Desert Moon? Okay. Thoughts? No? I'll go with that. All right, you're out of here. You're bad news, Jack. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Mr. King in Chicago. Mr. King in Chicago. Yes, sir. What do you got for us, Mr. King? I have a couple of uh, contenders. The first is The Lawnmower Man from the movie The Lawnmower Man. Interesting. Interesting. Thoughts? Well, Dudio loves it. Lawnmower Man, I'll put in at number 94. Excellent. Uh, continuing with the theme of a mentally disabled person from a Stephen King movie, uh, I have Duddit, played by Donnie Wahlberg in the what? Stephen King vehicle Dreamcatcher. No, I'm not putting that on. I would put Stephen King's uh, character, his farmer character, now from uh, Creepshow. What do you think about that? Should he make it? Mm, borderline. Borderline. Yeah, borderline for you. Get off my phone, you dirty animal. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Brett in Jersey City. Brett in Jersey City. What's up, Brett? Hey, i got a couple suggestions for the Well, topic. let's hear what you got, my friend. I have the Blueberry Pancakes Lady from Pulp Fiction. I think we just got Quentin Tarantino from Pulp Fiction. That's enough Pulp Fiction for me. Okay. How about uh, Bob from Bob's Discount Furniture? Well, that's a real person, though. But there's the claymation version of him that's especially terrible. Now, now you're just um, getting into the Bob Bob uh, Bob's furniture uh, super fiction, or so you're way too into the the Bob Bob Boboverse. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Okay. What else you got, Champ? The uh, Howard Wolowitz's mother from The Big Bang Theory. Now she passed He's away. Never... I'm not going to put her on the thing. That okay. Woman died. Okay. Fair enough. Out of what do you think about Derek? Oh. No, I'm not putting Derek on the list. Go ahead. How what about else? any anything from a Primus album cover? Um, I do want to put the Boston Celtics mascot at number nine, please. Whoever suggested sure. that is fantastic. Uh, Mark pitched the, said that, right? That that the leprechaun. He's holding yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. He's holding like a. He's got like a, a shillelagh, doesn't he, out there? Like he's got like, like he's got like a basketball, but he's also got like a, a shillelagh. What's he gonna hit you in the knees? He's gonna he's gonna kneecap you, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know. Who's pick? Who is that in that picture that just got put up on the chat, Mike? You got anybody, buddy? Anybody else? I'm at it. I'm at it. All right, we're done with you. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Who's this? 
This is Officer Tom. Oh, classic. <laughs> what do you got, buddy? You got something? I do, I do. I got Lieutenant Terrence McDonough. The what bad lieutenant. Port of call. Is that the one of the best characters or worst characters, though? That's the worst character I ever played. Worst cop character. Mike? Cage. Totally lost it. Mike, do you, do you agree? I didn't see it. I didn't see the movie. Officer Tom is saying Nick Cage's character from Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, Bay, uh, New Orleans. Yes? Mike agrees. I didn't see the movie. Two people have voted to move it forward. Let's put them in at 82. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you, Officer Tom. Please call and let's, let's, uh, let's get you in here. Okay. You got it, Tom. You take Thank care. You. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, this is, uh, DJ Terry T. DJ Terry T. What? I don't know why I'm calling myself DJ Terry T, but, uh, I, I think that's how you might know me. That is, uh, I, I've heard of you, yes. Um, you know, because, like, you know, you had, like, uh, you were mentioning Michael Kay before, early, yeah. very, very early on in the show. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like the cynics had played my show. That, that's all. Yes, that's where I found out <laughs> and, about him and you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, can I uh, contribute anything? Please, by all means, um, let's hear. All right. Have you done it? Any Disney characters? Disney anything? I don't think you have. I don't think so. Who would you suggest? Oh, I have about a billion. But All right, well, I know a... the one, my number one most hated one, and I know, please, the ladies out there, the women, I know you grew up on this and you love her, but Princess Ariel from Little Mermaid is just, no. No, that's not right. That's not a good message for a little girl. You know what? Because it's like she wants to, like, basically change, like, literally alter and change her body so that some dude will accept her. And then she loses her talent, her voice, her beautiful singing voice. Like, her beautiful singing voice, no, that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, shut up and change your body for some dude. Mm-hmm. And don't listen to your parents. And that's like a lot of... Lot number six. Of Ariel goes in at number oh, six. Oh, girls, don't hate me. I know everybody loves Princess Ariel. Yeah. And then, like, there's so many racist Disney characters. I can't even get... There's, like, so many anti-Arab, okay. anti-Asian, anti-black. Like, it's like... I can't believe people don't, like, you know... Don't riot. They don't notice it. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. I, and then there's even more, but I don't even want to get into it. Well, should Wally Wackyman be on the worst list? What do you think? No, he should be on the best list. The best? Wally Wackyman? Yeah, I was thinking about putting him at four on this list. Worst of all time. <laughs> I don't think. No, I'm not going to put him on the list. Uh, <laughs> I love Wally Wackyman. Somebody just suggested him. Larry Dall- Larry from Three's Company. No, he's one of the best. Oh, no, he's one of the best. Yeah. E-Trade Baby, though? Yes. Somebody just suggested E-Trade Baby. The E-Trade Baby. 25. Number 25. No. E-Trade Baby's in at number 25. Because he's, like, such a little pervert. He's, like, a disgusting... They make him, uh, this innocent child, into, like, this grasping, greedy, also 
you know, trolling for women's sexist pervert. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, don't do that to a child. Yeah. Seriously. Pie oh my? What about pie oh my? What do you think about pie oh my? The horse from The Sopranos that Tony bought. <laughs> Should pie oh my make it? I, I no, I'm gonna rule. I'm gonna rule. Pie oh my was an There's innocent so bystander. Many good Sopranos. Well, I thought Father Phil was great. Father Phil's I, on the list. Yeah, Artie Bucco, though, you're an Artie Bucco fan. No, I love Artie Bucco. Okay. Who else from The what Sopranos? Though? What about that one guy that uh, Carmella had the hots for? That one uh, that one goon. Uh, what's his name? Arturo? No. Uh, Arturo? It's, no, it's not his name. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. He was the guy from Italy, and he was the assassin. And he was like... Yeah, that's who we're thinking about. The one with the ponytail. Yeah, yeah. Who? But the thing is... Furio. Furio. But she had the hots for him. No, I, Furio had the hots for her. Yeah, that, that's I, that, I meant that the other way. Sorry. Mike is anyway. mentioning the handyman. I don't know. Mike, Mike's a, I got to bounce Mike from this show. Do you know how to screen calls, you know, DJ Terry T? Yeah, I do. Okay, I do. well, keep your Tuesdays I'll open. I'm screening, screening calls. Keep your Tuesdays open. The the, the 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 offer might come in. I don't think at listener uh, Caroline Avenue slash mail coloring has been able to get through. But I saw a tweet of the, uh, they did a screen capture of how many times they tried to call through. And it was, oh, at this point, they're over 100. Okay, well, we, 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 Caroline I, we had the uh, boy Roy on, and then I had uh, I know, uh, I know. Oh, no, don't complain. I'm just saying, like. Show's hot, man. Can't help it. Show's hot. Show, don't make two cents, but it's hot. <laughs> if I could get, if I charged you ten bucks to get through, <laughs> we'd be rolling in it, right, Mike? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah like, that's what we like, got to do. American Idol do that? Like, what if we, we do that? You give Mike, you call a, yeah, to vote? give Mike a credit card number, right? Mm. Let's see. All right, we got to keep this list moving, Terry. I'm gonna too. let you go. I'm gonna let you open up lunch. Okay, okay. thanks. Bye. Thanks. Best show. You're on the air. Hi, Tom. Anyone for the topic? Oh, who's this? Uh, this is Paul from Brooklyn. Paul, what do you got? Uh, the neo-Nazi who draws the backward swastika on Morton Downey Jr.'s face. Well, that is a fictional character. Um, I'm tempted. That's a little meta. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I'm going to put him on the list, I might as well put Fredericks on the list. Right? Uh, uh, he's a bit more real, though. You think? No, I like yeah. Fredericks, though. I like Fredericks. I don't know why people are so down on Fredericks. No, I love Fredericks. I'm only down on him because he was he was complaining. He was calling me like he was like making like I was like a like a a dummy for only liking TV, for putting all these TV people on here. So what am I going to put on here? Uh, uh, the Fleeter Mouse. Start putting <laughs> opera opera characters on the list. Like that. Like this guy knows what he's talking about with opera down there, down in uh, Newport Ritchie. <laughs> Newport Ritchie opera is like the first scene in Rocky. Four dudes around a flaming garbage can. Right? That's what you call Newport Ritchie opera. Um, with, the, with the sunburn. Yeah, with the sunburn. I just saw... I want to put the guitarist from Mad Max Fury Road on here. Right? Put him at... at uh, let's put him at 78, right above the Sonic guys. 
the driver from the Sonic guys. Who did you have, young man? I got off on a tangent. The the neo-Nazi in the airport bathroom on Morton Danny Jr.'s face. I'm going to respectfully pass on that one. Do you have anybody else? Uh, that was all I had. All right. Me. Well, good night to you then. Best show, you're on the air. Hello? Hey, Tom? Yes. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Who's this? This is Alex from Toronto. Alex from Toronto. What about Yosemite Sam? Or no, like Pe- Pepe Le Pew, I think, right? I think Pepe Le Pew would be the one who gets it. Pepe Le Pew gets Pepe Le Pew in at number 45, please. Right below the Six Flag guy. Keep it, keep it in the Warner family. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> who do you have, young man? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know everybody who's on the list, but what about the half man from Two and a Half Men? The one, I, the one kid I was going to put on uh, uh, John Cryer's character, actually, who I think is worse. That was actually my first idea. Let's, let's put him in at number obvious. nine. We're going to put him at number ninety because he's he's a mooch and he's a, a sleaze and he's a, he's like a sexual predator, right? It's one of the he's creepiest of characters I've ever seen. Thanks, bro. Anybody else? Um, I don't know if you'll like this one, but. Uh, Maxwell Klinger from MASH. Look, MASH is off limits. Now, okay. We're in the Charlie Morgan era of the show. Goodbye. Best show, you're on the Charlie air. Charlie Morgan era. Hi, this is Mac from Austin. The, well, what's up, Mac? Hey, I got some characters for the list. What do you got? All right. Uh, she's a really terrible character. Denise Jones' character from that James Bond movie, Dr. Christmas Jones. Yeah, I don't know that one. Okay. Uh, then there's also a really lame 90s comic book character. It was their attempt to be cool. He was from Gen 13. His name is Grunge. Don't I don't know. It, it, if somebody can back me up on it, it's, uh, I don't know. What about, then, the, what about the robot dog from Doctor Who? <laughs> K-9. Right? Dudio? Sounds bad. Dudio loves it. I can't do it for Dudio's sake. Studio loves Doctor Who. I don't know why, why, what he's thinking out there. I told him the only good doctor is the sixth doctor. Right? You know what I'm talking about. I hear you, but I don't. So, what else you got, buddy? Uh, and then Terry T kind of touched on this, but the, the racist crows from Dumbo. Oh, the racist crows from Dumbo. Somebody just said Ro- Rodney Dangerfield's character from uh, from Natural Born Killers is truly was nauseating. We're going to put him at number 72, please. Um, Trojan Man, somebody just said? No. That's Mike's list. Trojan Man. What do you think about uh, Cookie O'Puss? Do you have any feelings about that? I agree. I kind of want a cookie opus now. Yeah, you know what? I think you might be right. I think you might He's be effective. right. He's effective. Uh-huh. I think you might be right. Oh, the B from B movie. Barry B. Uh, Barry the B from B movie. So let's put him at number uh, 35, please. The B that Jerry Seinfeld did the voice for. Remember that? Uh, Cre- uh, Trell from... Uh, from uh, Battlefield Earth, somebody's saying? I don't know. James from The Best Show. He's not one of the worst. 
I still feel like Pillsbury Doughboy should be on this thing. Oh, here's a good one. Somebody just said the kid when the, the kid who bought Pee Wee's bike in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, that little twerp. Fran- no, that wasn't Francis. Francis boosted the bike. Then they sold it to that little Hollywood actor. Remember? Come on, Dudio. Get your get your head in the game. Dudio's too busy defending uh, uh, canine out there. He's too busy folding his Doctor Who scarf. He wears a Doctor Who scarf, by the way. He wants to be now called Hoodio. <laughs> <laughs> we finally get comfortable with Dudio, and now he wants to be called Hoodio because he's such a Doctor Who fan. Doctor Hoodio. Not going to do it. Are we done? Is our business concluded here? We are. Have a good night. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Uh, this is Pat in D.C. Pat in D.C. What, who do you got for the list? Uh, first, I've got uh, uh, Desmond Jones from uh, Ogodio Goda. Well, he's working. Yeah. He's got a job at the jewelry store, right? Yeah. It's just a dopey song, and he's kind of a dopey guy and a bit of a creep. Hold on like a second. Little... Paloma, uh, Paloma Basu uh, just suggested Dave from the Chipmunks thing, the guy who just screams at the Chipmunks. Because lucky okay. enough to have some some freaking chipmunks in his life, who like do songs and stuff, and they're funny. I always just yell yeah. at them. Put him on, Dave okay. from Chipmunks, twenty eight. You got that? Thank you. Who do you have, young man? All right. Um. Then second, I have uh, Uncle Sam. Uh, kind of a symbol of the like. He's the personification of the man. And also of like American imperialism and militarism, yeah, and down. it's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not putting All right. on. Sorry. All right, respect your opinion. It's all good. Well, look, I, I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But what yeah, are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Just good Making me. Well, so now I'm. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm. Uh, I'm Uncle Sam. All of a sudden, and I wanted to put Uncle Sam on that list. Um. Dennis Weaver from the movie where he couldn't read. Remember that movie where it's the truck driver who couldn't read? I don't know. Yeah, the Charmin Bears. What do you think about that, Mike? You know those Charmin Bears? No, that's that's next level awful. Urkel should probably go on here, right? Urkel? No. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Fredericks is right. Maybe I'm as dumb as the day is long. Should we put Humbert Humbert? Should I do that? Right? No. Gotta stay true to my under un, undereducated roots. Nobody taught me nothing, man. I can't help it. I went to community college, kind of school where you, you sit in the classroom, you don't know. Somebody walks in, you're not sure if it's a student, a teacher, or a janitor. You're sitting in the classroom. If they walk in and they pick up the garbage can, and then it was a gar- then it's a janitor. If they walk in and sit at a desk next to you, then it's a student. If they walk in and sit at the desk at the front of the room, it's a teacher. That's where I that's where I learned my uh, that's where I learned my friend. Do, 
Happy days. Now I'm not putting Fonzie on the list. We got Mr. Peanut on the list already. You're stretching it with the Drake's Cake Drake. That duck's doing nobody any harm. It's making crumb cakes. You're going to pick on the Drake's Cake Drake. I don't know, man. I don't want to do a fourth part on this list. I'm done with this thing. Charmin Bears, put them on the list at 67, right after, right after Mickey from Seinfeld. Um, let's see. Uh, who from Entourage should make the list? Any mascots for rock bands? Who's a good mascot for a rock band that should make the list? Like, uh, like, uh, Ugly Kid Joe or something. Didn't they have a mascot? Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Steve from Portland. Steve from Portland. What's up, Steve? Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I figured as much. Steve, are you coming to see Sharpling and Worcester live when we come through your town? You're damn right. Lori and I will be there. I love it. Thank you, Steve. Do you have anything for the list? I do. This is a little bit esoteric, Tom. Let's see. What do you got? Do you have an esoteric um, sidebar? Yeah, we will we'll roll with it. Okay. Uh, my nominee is Monte Tio's fictional dead girlfriend. You know who also suggested that? Oh, Chris Gethard pitched that as one of the best oh. characters of all time. Chris Gethard. <laughs> one of the best characters? Yes, yes. Uh, I guess I can't compete with that. I, I don't think that's worse. I, I think that that poor woman is innocent. Right? I guess she's just an innocent bystander. Yeah. Q from Star Trek? What do you think about that? Q? Q from Star Trek? That's that's kind of my wife's category. She's a Star Trekian. Can I ask her? Oh, this baby from Dinosaurs. From that show Dinosaurs? Yeah, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Five. Q from the baby Star from Di- No, the baby Star from Trek. that show Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> what did Q you was awful. Didn't he Q was awful. Okay, let's put Q at number uh, eighty-one. Q from Star Trek. Iron J. Iron J. From uh, from the Jay Leno show. Number uh, sixty-four, right above Mac tonight, which is ironic because they both have enormous chins. Um. Anybody else in your household there? <laughs> no, we're fresh out of people here, Thanks, but. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Dan and Carney. How are you? Oh, classic. This is a classic caller. Dan from Carney, calling from the land of of places where tires get fixed, uh, where they deliberately pop your tire so that you can get it fixed. And you can. there's plenty of places to get a, a slice of pizza while uh, while they're putting a, a defective tire on your tire that they, that they popped. That's right. So um, I got a few for the... Kristen, uh, uh, aka uh, at Kristen Cheeks, just suggested uh, Powder. Remember the character Powder from the movie Powder? That one I don't. Uh, okay. Well, somebody just said, uh, okay, Kevin Morton is the name of the kid from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Did we get him? Okay, Kevin Morton, the kid who bought the bike from Pee Wee, goes in at number 26, please. 
Um, who uh, the pure Prairie League mascot? Yeah, that's a good one, but it's uh, it's going to be at the bottom. That's number one hundred. Pure Prairie League out al- the guy who was on all the covers of the Pure Prairie League albums. Um, what do you got for us, Dan? Well, I mean, the mascot for the Insane Clown Posse. Anybody see that one yet? Well, that's a good one. Well, how about that? Number, uh, that goes in at 30, uh, 34. The Insane Clown Posse logo, the Hatchet Man. And then uh, I got a couple more if you'll indulge me. Well, let's hear it. Okay. One, this is, uh, I'll, I'll do the less controversial one first. Wimpy from the Popeye car- comics. Okay. Well, fifty years of fifty years of one joke. I mean, all right. Look, he's he's yeah, he's beaten down. Wimpy's depressing to me. And then this will be the controversial one. I'll leave you with this one. But but the later seasons of Hawkeye, Pierce on Mash were just really tough. Look, you know that all Mash characters are off limits now. There's a okay. the Charlie Morgan era of the show. Isn't it amazing that? That's fair enough. Imagine this, Dan. You find out that Spike is going to stop calling the show, right? For the most part. That whatever whatever troubling obsession he had with this show has now been swapped out for something. God only knows what now, right? God have mercy on whoever is now the object of his attention. Uh, uh, but, but then imagine if I told you, oh yeah, don't worry though, um, because... Harry Morgan's son is going to take his place. Right? Absolutely right. And I got one to make it up, Tom. What do you got? Okay, because thinking of, thinking of Spike, I think of Doo-Wop. Yeah. And Bowser is, is a character, no? No, nah, Bowser's not going on the list. He played Woodstock, for God's sake. All right. Well, you know, I did my best, Tom. Thanks for taking the call. You gave your best, but I guess your best wasn't good enough. Goodbye. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. It's Perry from Kansas City. Perry, what do you got? Uh, I've got a few. What do you um, think about troll dolls? Should troll dolls be? Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, Just troll dolls. Just all-encompassing troll dolls. Yeah, I think that because because you got to include like the pencil toppers. Uh, I'm going to hold. Ones. I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to hold off. What uh, What do you got for me, buddy? The the first one I posted to Twitter, but I just feel I feel strongly about it, and that's uh, uh, Lady Elaine from Mister Rogers, that puppet. Yeah, they're, they're just doing the best they can in their their crumbling kingdom. I know, I know. I love Mister Rogers too, but Look. that. How, pa- how great could their kingdom be? They got a, a train running through the middle of it, right? That's true. Yes, that's not how how it was meant to be in their kingdom. <laughs> they got a they got a train running through the middle of the castle. That's true. But what else? Um, what about uh, Joe Millionaire from that reality yeah, show? That, Does that the, count? No, I don't. Know. That meathead. What's that uh, guy chopping wood now? Probably, yeah. Or, or just, it wasn't. He, he's uh, he's a foreman. What else? Somewhere he didn't he do construction? Uh, the Noid. The Noid. Okay, yeah. People have kept saying the Noid, and I got to agree with that. Noid goes in at number eighty-three. Please. 
He makes your pizza cold. Yeah, no, we got him. You don't have to, you don't have to yeah. defend him. Thanks, buddy. All right. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, uh, hello? Can you yes, hear me? Yes, I can. Who's this? Oh, uh, DJ Terry T. Terry T. again. Okay. All right. Um, I, I hesitate in naming this person because I love a lot of his show, a lot of his things. Yeah. Um, it's Kevin Spacey. For in, what? Uh, in K-Pax. K-Pax. Interesting. An interesting twist on the... I thought you were going to say Frank Underwood. Well, here's what oh, I'm going to ask you. Oh, well, who okay, from so, well, who from who from House of Cards should make this list? As a terrible character, like you see, terrible but good character. Raymond Tusk. Yes. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that's yeah. the reporter. Yeah. Guy? No, he was the rich guy. He was like the, oh, the rich guy. Oh, he was playing like a. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't. Well, I can't what about the guy? Is. What about the guy who? Uh, uh, what about his assistant? The guy who got uh, who killed that woman? Who? Uh, who? Oh, yeah. What's his assistant's name? Yeah, that Doug guy. Doug Stamper. Doug Stamper. Yeah, Doug Stamper goes into number sixty-three. Please. I mean, but like as a deplorable, like as a character, or do you think as he's written? Just he's, he makes my skin crawl. Okay. He killed that. He killed that woman. No, he's terrible. Oh my god! Yes. What, uh, anybody else? Anybody else? I got all like a crazy phone lines going here. No, I was just going to say K-Pax. That's it. But I'm going to say <laughs> K-Pax <laughs> leads us to Doug Stamper. So that. Yes, exactly. Kevin right. Spacey, who I actually do love. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye right, bye. Anybody from the chicken McNa- from the McDonald's world? The Hamburglar? No. What about the, like, Ronald McDonald? Right? Yeah, Ronald McDonald, number uh, number 75. Ronald McDonald, please. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, uh, this is Dan from Chicago. I just have one for the uh, Worst 100. Who do you have? Uh, so, I'm not sure. John Wayne Gacy had a character yeah. he would do at children's yeah. Pogo, birthday Pogo the Clown, I know. Pogo I've, the Clown. I've been shaking that one off for uh, two weeks now. I'm not I'm not putting Pogo the Clown on this list. Okay, fair enough. Because it's like, think about the source material. It's like, yeah, of course it's the worst. <laughs> the serial <laughs> the killer worst? came up with it. Well, is it the worst because he's doing it? Or is yeah, it the worst it, be- it's just yeah. the worst. Okay. Thank you. What? Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. And we are doing the half hour power tonight, so half hour, 30 minutes of unscreened rapid fire calls uh, uh, coming up in a few minutes. Who do you got for the list, buddy? Uh, I got two music related ones for you. Uh, first, you asked for a mascot, and I'd like to put out there the Grateful Dead Bears. Let's just, you know what we're going to do on this? Should the Grateful Dead what? bear or the skeleton be on? Like, all those Grateful Dead mascots, who are they? Uh, I only know the skeleton and the bears, but... Okay, the Grateful, Grateful Dead, Dead Dancing Dead. Bears, number 50. Right below Father one? Phil. And what's the, what are the other Grateful Dead logos, Mike? The turtle from Terrapin Station goes in at number turtle 51. Back to back. And who else, Mike? The guy smashing the ice cream cone on his head from Steal Your Face. 
He goes in at 55. Right? Europe, 72. And who else? Nah, I'm not, he's not interesting to me. Thanks. You got anybody else, buddy? Yeah, I think we should have a David Bowie character on there. No, we shouldn't. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I got a quick one for the topic. Uh, well, let me just check here. Kristen just also said, uh, and somebody's backing her up here, uh, Michael from the movie Michael, the angel that John Travolta played in that movie. What do you think about that? Um, that movie sucks, so sure. I'm, I'm more uh, I'm, I'm more likely to go with Chet from Weird Science, who she also suggested. I'm going to put Chet at number 39, please. Cliff Paul's at 39. Okay, well, is the first 50, I think, are closed out now, right? Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I'm not that far into it. Mike's... Sorry, Mike. Okay. Who, who did we just say? Uh, uh, Chet? Yeah, let's put him at 59, right above fake uh, Space Jam Michael Jordan. Who do you got, buddy? Um... Alien from the movie Spring Breakers as portrayed by uh, James Franco. No, I'm not putting that's one of the best characters ever. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Jeff from Brooklyn. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's character from Days and Confused. No, it's insane. Best show, you're on the air. Okay. Hi. Hi. Um, this is Emily. Hi, Emily. Where are you hey. calling from? Austin, Texas. All right, what's going on tonight in Austin? What's going on tonight in Austin? Um, it's super hot. Okay. Um, I have one for the list. What do you got? Do you have Sling Blade? Sling, oh, that's a good one. Sling Blade, right? What's his yeah. name again? Uh, I can't remember his name. Remember that, Mike? Sling Blade? 93, Sling Blade, because that was the start of a, start of a bad... Uh, a bad run, man, right? Mm-hmm. Bad run. Okay, number that's, that's 60. Do we have Mickey Mouse on the list anywhere? <laughs> okay, 56, Mickey Mouse. One of the most ineffective characters in the history of mankind. Right? Uh, yeah, he's gross. Groucho Marx, should that he be on the list? Lord, what about some one of these old movie uh Duds should be on here. You know what I mean? Like Laurel and Hardy or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Chaplin. No, I'm not putting... I'm not getting... Mike wants me to do Three Stooges, like bad Three Stooges. Um, Anybody else, Emily? No, that's all I got. Okay, you have a good night. Thanks. You too. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, this is Evan from Saskatchewan. Evan from Saskatchewan, what do you got? Yeah, I got one last one for the uh, for the list here, if you can. Uh, everybody's favorite party animal, Spuds McKenzie. Yeah, Spuds McKenzie, uh, put him at uh, 62 for Spuds McKenzie, please. That's Mucinex Blob is at 62. How about uh, 89? Right, right, what's that? Got it. Right below Bud Bundy. Thanks, buddy. Best show, you're on the air. 
Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, what about uh, Fatty, Arbuc- Fatty Arbuckle? No, that's a person, not a. We're not just okay. naming terrible. Well, how about uh, Stefan Urkel? Who? Stefan Urkel. It's when they tried to make Steve Urkel cool. Now you're way too into it. Best show. You're on the air. Hey Tom. Hi. It's Jesse Wood from Las Vegas. J- Chester Wood from Las Vegas. No, Jesse. Jesse, Sorry. what do you got for us, Jesse? Uh, I've got Paste Pot Pete. Who? The Marvel villain. Paste Pot Pete. No, that's the dumbest. Okay. Uh, Ricky Gervais as Derek. And now that's offensive too. It's it's. I think it's too. It's almost giving him too much credit by validating that dumb character. Okay, I agree. Uh, how about Dan Aykroyd's character in Caddyshack Two? Uh, uh, I don't know it. I don't remember Caddyshack Two. Okay, how about Vic Mackey from The Shield? No, I didn't. I never watched it. Okay, that's all I've got. Thanks, buddy. How many slots do we have? Not many, right? Ten. Oh, we can do this. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, this is Lucas in Chicago. Lucas, what do you got for me? I have Bulldog Briscoe from Frasier. Well, who's that? He was the um, the guy who worked in the radio studio with Frasier, who was always hooting and hollering at, at, uh, at Roz. Dudio loves Frasier. What do you think, Dudio? You love it being on the list? Why don't I just put Frasier on the list? Should I just put Frazier on the list? He represents everything like pompous and... You know what I mean? I don't know. You're bumming me out. Best show, you're on the air. Hello? What about that old man? You know we should put on here is the one with the chin from uh, 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 Family Guy. Stoneheiser. What's his name? You know that show, Mike, right? What's the one with the chin who says, like, giggity, googity? What's his name? Stoneheiser? Sennheiser? I don't know. Well, whatever his name is, he needs to make it. Quagmire. Quagmire goes in at number... What's the highest number available right now? 41? All right, 41. I thought I had 41 marked down, but let's put him at 41. All right. Frazier does go on the list. The people are speaking. E. Hool said it, so it shall be done. 58, Frazier. Frazier Crane goes in at 58. Um, all right, let's go back to the phones. We're closing this out. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, this is me. It is you. Hi, uh, this is Tom in Ann Arbor, Michigan. What do you got for us, buddy? Uh, the old man from Pawn Stars. You know what? I'm going to put him on because he is. He's he's definitely. There's a performative thing there that he's not actually like that in real life. Should we put him yeah, or should we put the son on? Not not uh, not cue ball. Uh, you know uh, the, the 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 what's his name? Ricky, the dumb one. He's always like. <laughs> Who thinks he's better than Chumley? Right, right. But see, the old man, I think... Oh, wait. Like, I'm not putting anyone from that. I'm putting the, the, the ones from, what you call it on, uh, Hardcore Pawn. Less, let, we're putting all three members of that family on this list. 
Should we put them on as an ensemble or should they each get their own slots? What do you think, Mike? Like one slot. Separate slots. Okay, what's the, what's, all right, Dudio, I'm going to ask you, uh, what's the highest available slot? 57. Well, what I'm going to ask you to do, Dudio, is to move Shia LaBeouf, who's at number 20 from Indiana Jones 4, to number 57, and then we're going to slot in at 50, at number 20, le- less from Hardcore Pawn. Does that make sense? Then, what's available after 57? 61. We're going to slot into that. We're going to slot uh, uh, the, the son, Seth, from Hardcore Pawn. Then the daughter is not... She's the, the most harmless of the three. 87 is available. Put Ashley from Hardcore Pawn at 87. Thanks for getting us there, buddy. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Zach from Los Angeles. Zach, what do you got for us? All right, I've got two. Uh, the first one is Principal Fry, the attention teachers and students guy from SNL. Yeah, I'm not going to do that because uh, I saw that guy in the hallway at SNL when uh, when when we were doing uh, Seth Meyers, and he uh, has he is pretty much uh, bigger than me, so... Uh, yeah, he's not going anywhere on the list. He could have laid me out with a flick of his pinky. I would have been unconscious. So just for Fair. sheer self-preservation. Go ahead. Who else you got? Uh, my other one is Karnak the Magnificent. Karnak. No, I like Karnak. What about the? Uh, what about uh, the the the, uh, the Billy Mac from uh, uh, Take the Money and Run? What do you think about him, Mike? He's a detective down in Texas. Remember? Billy Mac is a detective down in Texas. Don't you know he knows just exactly what the facts is? He ain't gonna let those two escape justice. He makes his living off of the people's taxes. What? What's the most available, highest available slot? 69. Billy Mack from Take the Money and Run. Who do you got, buddy? Anything? Uh, my last idea is uh, Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. No, I'm not putting that on the list. Anything, Mike? How many more do we have to go? Four more to go. We can do this. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, this is uh, Hannon from Toronto. How are you? And I'm... Yeah, you? Your phone's not uh, great right now, but we'll we'll make it happen. What do you got for me? I got sorry, I got uh, cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. I don't know. Some people have suggested that. I think I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know. They they don't bug me that much. What? Okay. What about uh, Mark from Home Improvement? Which one's that? The youngest one. Man, it was pretty annoying. What about that old man with the fence? Oh, fence Wilson. Face. I- What's his name? Fence Face? Yeah, Fence Face. Fence Face from Home Improvement? Yeah. With his fence-based wisdom, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I pick. What slot is available? I don't know. I'm not putting Fence Face on there. I'm sorry. You got anybody else? Oh, that's okay. 
uh, I had Mr. Clean, maybe. Mr. Clean. He's a little smug. I don't know. Doesn't that doesn't doesn't go all the way there though. Okay. All right. I'll I'll, I'll work on it for next time. Thank you. No. Best show you're on the air. Oh, hey Tom, how you doing? Oh, Rudy from the movie Rudy. Right. This is what I'm going to ask you to do, uh, Dudio. What's the highest available slot? Okay, we're going to switch uh, Lois from Goodfellas, who's at 12. She goes all the way down to 71, and Rudy goes in at number 12, please. What do you got, buddy? Hey, Tom, how about Long Duck Dong from the movie 16 Yeah, that's a Candles. horrifyingly hurtful character. Who? Who? What's the next available slot? 80, Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles. All-time worst characters. He's going to get moved up higher. Switch number 22, please. Jim from The Office with the, uh, what, 81 was the next slot? 80. So Jim from The Office goes all the way down to number 80. Long Duck Dong goes in at number 22, right next to Mickey Rooney's offensive character from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Tom. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Mr. Sharpling, I've got two suggestions. Who do you got? Let me uh, just tell you a... something, though, first. I want to just tell you something. Sure. And you listen up. Sure. You listen, you listen good. Okay? If I can only find yeah. it here. Here, this is what I want to tell you. I want you, this is what I want you to, where are you calling from? Sacramento. Sacramento. Well, imagine you lived in New York City. This Saturday, uh, July 25th, uh, 9.30 p.m. at uh, the People's Improv Theater. Get real with Bridge and Tunnel. That's an improv, an improv sketch troupe. I already got yelled at once. We're getting that wrong. <laughs> Never going to do that again. Uh, featuring uh, Dudio, a.k.a. Dr. Hudio, uh, Jason Gore, and uh, Kristen... Uh, Bartlett. Bartlett? I'm doing 80, 800 things. I know your last name. I'm, my head <laughs> is oatmeal right now. Kristen Cheeks. Oh, if you guys only knew what it took to put this show together. The things I'm doing right now. I feel like one of those precogs needs to go lay down in the, uh, the, 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 the warm water. Remember that? Movie, Majority <laughs> Report? That's where I'm at right now. I gotta go lay down. Minority Report. Um, Get Real with Bridge and Tunnel, the sketch troupe, uh, this Saturday, uh, July 25th, 9.30 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater. Their special guest is going to be Josh Patton from SNL's Weekend Update. So do not miss that. People can get more information where? BridgeandTunnelNYC.com. They're very funny. Do not miss it. Now, from Sacramento, you, that show is uh, off of your uh, your entertainment calendar, but what do you have for the list? Uh, I've got two. I've got from uh, The Simpsons, uh, State Comptroller Atkins. No, that's madness that you'd suggest that. At, what else you got? And from Godfather 3, uh, Mary Corleone, played by the venerable Sofia Coppola. Yeah, I feel more sorry for her with that. I'd put George Hamilton. <laughs> now, oh, thanks. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, hey, Tom. How many slots left? Two. Okay, what do you got for me, buddy? Uh, I was thinking Orko from He-Man. I don't know it. I'm not seven. Uh, Best show, you're on the air. 
Hello? Hey. Nope. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Are there still some slots left? What do you got? One one more slot. Give it to me. Hey, uh, first off, it's Z-Man. And, oh, uh, Z-Man. You, I know what you're going to suggest. Oh, you do? Yeah, Wally Wackerman. Right? <laughs> no, I, I don't think it. Number four, really? Put him in at number one, Wally Wackerman. <laughs> let's just let's just honest. let's just be honest. Let's just do it. If, if what about right it, now? That'd be pretty bad. Right now, I'm seriously, seriously, right now. Seriously, you just say number one worst character, worst fictional character of all time, Wally Wackerman. If you say it, he'll be number one. Why? Why would I ever want that? He'll top the list. Of the worst. Of the worst. But he'll be the top. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's convincing me. Just, okay. You can press the button right now, and this character will... This might be the only list Wally Wackerman ever so tops, goes, other so than the uh, than the ten most wanted. <laughs> so he goes down in history for the worst reason possible. Yeah, except for the, the only list he'll ever top with you is the most wanted, right? <laughs> When when you started holding up liquor stores with a gun popping out of Wally's <laughs> mouth, hey, give me all your money, right? This is a stick up. No, go ahead. Oh yeah, so um, I guess. Did you hear yeah, Peyton Reed earlier? No, it was great. Yeah. I, I thought Ant Man was wonderful, one of the best Marvel films. Yeah, he answered, and he and he took on the question about why didn't he have orange hair in the movie. Oh, yeah, my, my, I lost my connection at that point. Yeah. So I'll have to listen on the archive. So what do you got for the list, Z-Man? Well, people probably wouldn't expect me to nominate a puppet, you know, wanting you to keep those off the list. And uh, I think I think Sesame Street is uh, one of the greatest shows ever and, and benefits it's given for, for kids. But, Just say uh, it. Just say it. The Ernie statue, uh, who Burton Ernie, mean Egypt, I know for a fact that he is a nightmare-inducing character on a children's show. The Ernie statue? Yeah, I don't know the if you ever saw that, that sketch. Well, if, you, if you Google it, you'll see him, and uh, he comes to life and scares them. You want to know what? I'm going to trust you, because, Z-Man, you've earned your keep on this show. I appreciate that. So you got two on the list. What's the highest slot? 95, the Ernie statue. So you got that in at 95, and then you got your own creation, Wally Wackerman, at number no, one. <laughs> no, no, I thought Seinfeld. Isn't that what you said? No, 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 you said that. I thought you said do it. <laughs> well, I, uh, uh, look, this is what uh, I'm going to uh, do. Uh, I'm just going to say he go. Wally Wackerman just goes in it. Look, just say the word, my let's friend. Just forget I called. Let's just forget I called. What if I? What if I threw seventy five dollars your way? <laughs> if it just you don't know a little money order for seventy five bucks. Show. Oh, somebody just sent that picture. Holy moly, that is worse. That is terrible. Yeah, you should see the sketch. You know, he's, he's, never, he's I never will. <laughs> I never will. Yeah. All right, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Best show, you're uh, on the air. Uh, uh, on Best show, you're on the air. One more slot to go. Yeah, how about, since you were going for characters and songs, how about Van Owen? From Warren Zevon's Rolling the Headless Thompson Gunner. I don't know. Do I mind that song? I don't mind that song. Might be one of the few it, Warren Zevon songs I like. It is, but... He, nope. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, I got two for the list. What do you got? Uh, 
uh, Franklin Hardesty from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. The, the Bozo Brother in the Wheelchair. What else you got? Herman Munster. Herman, I'm not putting that. Okay, goodbye. Uh, did we ever put Pillsbury Doughboy on? Then he goes in that final slot, that creep. Weird nude pastry. Are we done? We're done. The top worst 100 list. We'll put it together and we'll put it online and everybody can check it out. And show went a little long tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we will be back next week. Um, want everybody to know that, uh, again, Sharpling and Worst are playing live, uh, West Coast, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco. Los Angeles, do not miss these shows. We're not coming back through anytime soon. Who knows when, if ever. We, 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 busy schedules. We've got so many more places to get to. I don't know when we're going to get back to any of those cities, if ever. Do not miss these shows. Stereolaughs.com slash tour. And I know the tickets are selling. Do not miss out on getting your tickets for these shows I will see you there, and I will see you back here next week at 9 p.m. Stay tuned for the half-hour power coming up in a matter of minutes. I appreciate it. And on the way out, I'm going to play something by the band Kinski, who have a great album out now on uh, Kill Rock Stars, new album. It's called uh, Seven or Eight, and the song we're going to hear is called Flight Risk. Let's check this out. Half hour power coming up in a matter of moments. Good night, everybody.